wrestling fans and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. For the next 2 hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe and much much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, right here on social media and found at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Tonight, we're going to have a great show here on the program. We've got Nigel Rabbit at 730 and then, of course, we got a very, very, very special guest that we're going to have on here at eight fifteen. And I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that introduction tonight for my my co-host here this evening. Want to make sure that if you're enjoying tonight's program, make it a point to send us messages through the chat. Also, ladies and gentlemen, hashtag Let's Talk Wrestling right here on the Russell Talk Podcast each and every Tuesday night at seven p.m. Central Time. Ladies and gentlemen, at this point in time, I would be remiss if I did not introduce to you a man who many of the Russell Talk family know, you would consider him to be a staple of the Russell Talk podcast. And I have to say, it's good to have him alongside me this evening right here on the Russell Talk podcast. Let me go ahead and throw it to my colleague tonight. The one, the only, I think the, I think the introduction will speak for itself, the Night Owl, Renee Martinez. Renee, how are you? <laughs> Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa, loyal members of the WrestleTalk family. Let me be the second to welcome you in to episode 416, featuring two incredible and illustrious guests. Skywalker, I could not be more excited to welcome back the governor, who will be joining us here in about 26 minutes for the first hour featured guest spot, the one and only Nigel Rabin, and then the creme a creme of MLW, a future star, no matter where you see this man, the one and only, the suplex assassin, freaking Alex Kane. Skywalker, what a lineup tonight, bro. What a freaking lineup. I got to tell you, Night Owl, this is going to be a great show from top to bottom. And again, interesting note for those that aren't aware. And I want to go ahead and share a little bit of information about our second guest here. Just a moment here. Here's a man who this year on the 2022 PWI Top 500, if my facts are correct, was number 86 in the world. And he's going to be joining us here in the second hour tonight. I have to say, episode 416 is going to go down in the history books as one of the greatest episodes in the Wrestle Talk podcast. And while you're looking at it here, make it a point to check down here right below the screen. Make sure to check out OCW Wrestling this Saturday. Doors open at noon. The show starts at one and Tommy Dreamer will be in the house. Make sure to make sure to send us all those great messages which bring you up to date on the world of pro wrestling all across the different avenues, all across the globe here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And again, Night Owl, as we talked about before, 
Hashtag Let's Talk Wrestling right here. And tonight, we got a lot to talk about. I got to ask you, though, it's been a few days. How you been doing, Night Al? I know you've been pretty busy as of late. And like I said, I just want to ask you how you been doing before we get started with tonight's great episode. Well, there's no question about it, man. I'm right as rain, uh, mainly because I am uh, drinking my beverage tonight out of my Wrestle Talk podcast tumbler and my Wrestle Talk podcast mug. But not only that, not only that, I also am coming off an amazing weekend in Wichita, Kansas. That's right. Your boy had the opportunity to call the action alongside my commentary partner, Alex Carter, for United Underground Championship Wrestling. And Skywalker, it's one thing when you get an opportunity to meet or call a match for a, a legend of professional wrestling sport like Matt Seidel. But when he's in the ring at the exact same time with Trey Miguel, I got to do that, baby. I got to do that. And it goes without saying, I know you're the one that usually touches on this, but I got to tip my cap to our wonderful friends on the other side of the state, over there in the St. Louis area, Dynamo Pro Wrestling's got a huge show coming up. The Thanksgiving Slam on the 26th. Benjamin Trust, The Snitch. We can get into it a little bit later. I just wanted to make sure I gave them a huge shout out. Both a show that I was recently at and one that I really wish I could go to, man. Things in the world of professional wrestling are on fire. Things are doing great for your boy, The Night Owl. And let me tell you something, man. We're just getting started, baby. Because, again, tonight's show is going to be off the heezy. For Sheezy. Well, you know something, Night Owl? I'm going to put it this way. You know, you talk about a show is so bright, you got to have shades. And I'm going to tell you right now, tonight's show is going to be <laughs> awesome from top to bottom. And you know something, Night Owl? We've already got the message board. The chats have been coming in very, very fast all night long. And want to say thank you, all those that have been giving us those great comments here on the WrestleTalk podcast this evening. We're going to try to keep up on those. We know we got a lot of people who want to talk to Nigel Rabbit. we got a lot of people, Alex Kane, a great interview, two great interviews. And you know something tonight out, it's going to be a great show. And again, I want to thank each and every one of our viewers here tonight who joins us here right now, or if you join us later on this evening. And again, you talk about it right here. I'm just going to leave that as it is because, again, that kind of summarizes the Night Owls MO, if you will, when it comes to the WrestleTalk podcast each and every Tuesday night. But, you know, not only do we have great viewers and great fans and a great WrestleTalk podcast family, but we also have a lot of great sponsors without who this show doesn't exist each and every week. Aaron Wallace joining us here on the program as well. He's a little bit late, but it's always good to see you on the program tonight. Let's go ahead and acknowledge those great sponsors, Night Owl, before we get too far along this evening. Go ahead. Hit on it, Skywalker. All righty. Royal Mills Transportation. If you need a transportation needs in Kansas City, make it a point. Check out Royal Mills Transportation. Rathbun Engraving. You heard the Night Owl talk about those great WrestleTalk podcast mugs available for $20 a piece. Nobleman's Barber Lounge, Kansas City. King Kate Arcade at the Oak Park Mall. Interstate 70 Sports Media with our good friend, the maestro, Jeremy Carp. Our good friends over at Little Popeye Designs. You already saw the tumbler that Renee was showing off a few minutes ago. And the world's premier fantasy wrestling group, the FWWC, which you will also be seeing a little bit later tonight here in our number two of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I got to tell you, Night Owl, we got a lot of business to take care of. We got Crown Jewel to talk about. We got tons of wrestling to talk about. But you know, we have to take care of a little bit of business before we get things going. So I'm going to go ahead. You are the man behind the, the man behind the magic, if you will. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to you to get tonight's show officially started. All right. And before we get into the national anthem, um, let me just give a little bit more recognition 
Uh, four guys and maybe even more from our local area made appearances recently on national television. So tip of the cap uh, to Moses, Raheem, um, Gideon Vane, and the Iceman, who all within the last week or so have appeared on the E. So huge, huge props. All those guys are guys that we follow closely. Not every single last one of them um, are or have been on the show, but we've covered all of those men here on the show on one level or another. We've either talked about them or other people that have come on have brought them up and talked about them. So kudos, man, to all those guys for doing big things. And what was awesome is not only did I get to see Gideon Vane on SmackDown last Friday, but then I got to call his match against Remington Roar on Friday night. So, bam, baby, full circle. You dig what I'm saying? Oh, I get you, Night Owl. I get you 100%. And, again, kudos to those uh, gentlemen for being able to get inside the ring for the WWE. Had an opportunity to watch their, their matchup. And, again, big props to them for being able to be on such a grand stage. But you know what, Night Owl? I think you're ready. I think I'm ready. I think the viewers are ready. So let's go ahead and get this thing started here tonight, right here on episode 416. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know how we do here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. We would ask all of you to respo- respectfully remove your caps, place your hands over your hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. I'm sure Nigel would disagree. That's America, damn it. Hit the music. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. It's a tradition. We can't help it. <laughs> wow. That's one of those where, I mean, again, we've kind of had the running commentary here tonight. So we pay homage to the the greatest country in the world, and that's America. But, again, as you see here, a lot of the fans, a lot of the viewers of the Russell Talk podcast, not necessarily enthused by that rendition of the national anthem. But, you know, it's kind of a tradition here on the Russell Talk podcast. Yeah, and they, you know what? And it's our show. They can suck it if they don't like it. How about that? No, I'm, just playing. I'm, just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Sorry, I'm letting in a little bit of my inner heel out because, you know, we got a couple of heels on the show today. So uh, uh, I'm just I'm just telling you. Touching on that a little bit. And from what I hear, you have quite the introduction lined up for Mr. Rabbit a little bit later. I'm actually looking forward to it. Well, I got to tell you right now, Night Owl, I have been looking forward <laughs> to Nigel Rabbit's interview. And I'm not saying Alex Kane's interview is anything to sneeze at either. Because no, no, no. Two great personalities here on the program tonight. But I got to tell you right now, as soon as I heard, confirmed that Nigel Rabbit was going to be on the show, I had to make sure I was here because I have a very special introduction for one, Mr. Mr. Nigel Rabbit tonight here on the Russell Talk Podcast. I'm going to tell you, Renee, I think you're going to be very impressed with my introduction tonight. I mean, again, you've already alluded to it earlier on, but like I said, you know what we're going to be talking about now? As a matter of fact, you were talking about earlier about uh, Right as Rain. Speaking of which, NXT, which I'm kind of keeping track on here tonight for those watching the Russell Talk right. Podcast. Uh, matter of fact, open up with the newest member of, uh, I believe it's called the Shism, Ava Rain, coming out with wow. no game and others, and they open up tonight's event 
with uh, Cameron Grimes taking on Joe Gacy. A little bit of a different look for Gacy here this evening, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that tonight in the program. But you know what? We can't talk just about NXT or WWE or ROH or AEW or any of that kind of stuff. We need to talk about it all, and you know the only way we can talk about it all is we introduce the High Spot segment right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. Let's go ahead and hit that great intro music from DJ Money. Mic check, mic check. Yeah! All right, all right. Russell Talk Podcast. DJ Money. Yeah! Let's go. Welcome to High Spots, where we pop news like Claire Chops. We talk shop, coming through the screens of a laptop. And non-stop, like I want to speak with a black top. We hit hard, like chest shots and back drops. Uh. Like a block flash, look like a belly flop. Now that's hard. We up the steam while they stay slow. Wrestle talk, podcast, now they know. We about to start the show. Uh. All right, welcome to the High Spot segment here on the Russell Talk Podcast. And Night Owl, there's been a lot of things going on. we got to talk about Crown Jewel. we got to talk about a lot of things in the world of professional wrestling. But you know what? As we have our, our good friend Justin Waits joining us here on the program tonight uh, as well. Night Owl, I know you're busy. You're taking care of things. You're making sure you take care of that Russell Talk Podcast mug, which is available for $20. Make it a point to check out with any of your Russell Talk Podcast hosts or check us out on social media so you can make sure you get one of those great Russell Talk Podcast mugs. Night Owl, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you because we got a lot to talk about here tonight on High Spots. Well, I'm really, really excited, and I know, Skywalker, that you have very, very high expectations for the production of the show, and I think we're making some strides. We got some new backdrops, some new overlays. Hopefully, you like those, but there was one specific request that you made, and I wanted to make you happy because a lot of people may not realize this. You just celebrated your anniversary, so before we kick off Sky Spots, congratulations, sir. For not only getting married with that face, but staying married this long with that face. That alone, <laughs> that, that alone, sir, <laughs> deserves some sort of... So <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. No, congratulations, man. In all sincerity, bro, we love you. We thank you. You're a busy man. You're you're a, a wonderful a professional in your in your shoot job. You're a great asset to the Wrestle Talk podcast, and uh, and I hear you're not a half bad husband either, man. So congratulations <laughs> to you on your anniversary, brother. For real, okay. I mean that. Well, thank you, Night Owl. I mean, again, a lot of members of the Russell Talk family were giving me a shout out as well. Um, give you an idea. My wife's been with me for 21 years. For those that have had an opportunity to meet Mrs. Roberts, we've actually known each other for the better part of 30 years. Um, and again, a lot of a lot of people today can't celebrate 30 years together. And I mean, again, 21 married, 30 together. Uh, again, love my wife to death. And like I said, it was a great, a great weekend. I uh, had an opportunity to spend some quality time with her. Got a a chance to um, hang out with my good friend, Dr. Drew. i uh, got to give a shout out here to our good friend, Aaron, who's having celebrated a 30th birthday here just a few short days ago. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, uh, again, got a lot of things talking about. And you know something, Night Owl? Well, well I want to make sure I finish. I want to make sure I finish. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But the thing that you asked for that I'm going to deliver is a randomizer for the high spot segment. So whenever we're deciding what high spots question to put up, because we all kind of submit them randomly, we'll go ahead and hit the randomizer sound and we'll see what we land on. So 
What, what do you say? Are you ready to hit that thing? I think you're ready to hit it because I'm going to let you, since you found it, since you got it taken care of, you got all the technology squared away, I think you should be the first one to use the new randomizer. Okay, let's go hit the randomizer and see what our first topic is tonight right here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, episode 416, right here during the High Spot segment. Go ahead and hit it, fellas. All right. Topic number one. Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. We've already broke it, and we're 15. There it is. <laughs> there it is. No, there it is. That, that was perfect, actually. There it is. Skywalker, there is your first topic. The XFL is ready to reemerge under the helm of The Rock, and his ex-wife, who is still very, very involved with the organization as an executive, are you looking forward to the XFL, even though we're right in the middle of WrestleMania season and football season, to be honest? How are you feeling? I can tell you right now, yes. And there's one reason why. Three words, St. Louis Battlehawks. When you go back and you look at the XFL in its previous pre-COVID um, version, I believe it was the number one city for the XFL was St. Louis. Consistent attendance. I believe they were pushing it sometimes, I think, 30,000 in the Dome here in St. Louis. And, I mean, again, right now as it stands, there's a lot of great people who are involved with the XFL. I got to say, Dwayne and his ex-wife, Danny Garcia, made a huge, I mean, probably one of the biggest transactions in all of sports. I think it was a $2.5 million to pick up, uh, $2.5 million or $25 million to pick up the XFL. And I'm going to tell you right now, as long as, as, are we are we talking two hundred and fifty million? Oh no no no! Or, or twenty twenty five million? I, I think they I think they got it for a lot lower than what you would think. And I think right now, if, if as long as they didn't put the, the shell out the kind of money that Vince McMahon did to start it, I can see both of them and all the business partners making a good chunk of money because as much as people love the NFL, I think they're going to enjoy the XFL just as much. And again, I got to give a shout out to my buddy. Great Brian. comment. Great comment to Justin, by the so, way. We get a full season and have a little more faith in it. I'm going to tell you right now, I think the XFL has finally got the right footing, the right people behind it, and I am one that's looking forward to it. And I'm going to tell you right now, a little bit of a spoiler here on the Russell Talk Podcast, I'm even thinking about buying season tickets. I'm that confident in the Battle Hawks. Okay, so then let me ask you a question because this is a wrestling podcast after all. Are you happy that there's basically no real tie-in with professional wrestling anymore the way that the first iteration of uh, football uh, had? We saw a heavy influence. We saw wrestlers appearing uh, on the presentation, on the program, on a regular basis. Now it looks like they've you know, intentionally created that separation. The only thing that you know that ties the XFL to wrestling is The Rock. I don't think it's going to affect anything in terms of what they're putting on the screen and their presentation does that disappoint you, or or do you think it's a positive thing as a professional wrestling fan? I can tell you right now, I remember version one, when Vince McMahon had people like Jim Ross and Jesse Ventura and others doing commentary. And I'm going to tell you right now, that lasted about two weeks, and then it fell <laughs> apart. And I'm going to tell you right now, to me, I think it's one of those, the, the mindset is different, the teams are different. I really feel that this is going to be an opportunity to give us something different from the professional wrestling world, but by the same token too, give us something that's going to be different from the NFL. And I think a lot of people are really looking for that difference. 
Yeah, different is good. And I will only say this. I think there's a little bit of trepidation on my end, mainly because I see what the big three is doing uh, with basketball. And, you know, they've got a niche market. But to think uh, that any time in the near future, they'll be competing with the likes of the NFL, I think is is maybe uh, being a little bit too optimistic. I think if they can provide a fun alternative, kind of like what AEW is to WWE, I think that's a healthy space to be in. But if right off the bat, if they come out trying to pull those NFL fans away from the NFL product, I think they're going to have a hell of a time doing so. I do have faith, though, because anything The Rock touches literally turns to gold. I mean, there's no project this man has been involved in, at least publicly, that hasn't absolutely taken off from his tequila to his TV show to his movies, obviously to his pro wrestling career. Everything the guy does is money. And he's even making us bald guys look pretty good these days, too. So shout out to La Roca for that. I got to give him his credit. Well, I can tell you right now, too, Night Owl, and you got to look at the other thing, too. You've got to look at the fact that it's not just The Rock tying his name to it. You also have his ex-wife, who has a very is a college-educated woman. She knows what's going on, and again, she's very shrewd in the business world. I'm really, honestly, thinking that the XFL is going to be. I think it's going to be even more successful than a lot of people are predicting. Yeah, I think they picked the right markets too. You got at least two cities that are starving for good football: St. Louis, for obvious reasons, they don't have a team, and the law in Las Vegas because good God knows that the Raiders are not bringing that to the table right now. <laughs> and that is not a cheap shot from a Chiefs fan. That is the truth. Raiders football is hard to watch right now. I've heard Raider fans say that to me directly. So no cheap shots here. On that note, Skywalker, we want to encourage everybody who's involved to comment, to share. And if you want to be involved for the next couple of minutes, we got about seven, eight minutes before Nigel Rabbit. Let us know. We'll shoot you a link, and we'll bring you on video with us, man. Just make sure you turn your phone to landscape mode, have a decent connection, and uh, and some good lighting, and, and you're more than welcome to join us. And, and lastly, if you're in a private group, go back up to the description above the video and click the blue text so that we can actually see who you are. Otherwise, you will be Facebook user number 377. <laughs> like we're seeing right here. So just be mindful, guys. If you're in a private group, you need to hit approve so that we can see your name. Uh, Skywalker, are you ready for the randomizer? I'm ready to hit the randomizer. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and hit the randomizer for our next high spots topic of the evening. And the winner is, there you have it. I'll go ahead and read this off there for you, Skywalker. Do you think it was a good idea to have Austin Theory cash in the United States Championship last night on Monday Night Raw? Uh, I think I'm going to be quick and to the point here, which is kind of new for me. No. And the reason why is simple. To me, and this is going to sound strange, Austin Theory belongs in the main event. I think he's young enough. He's athletic enough. He's got the look. He's got the attitude. But, you know, the only thing, and nobody, and I have to give Austin Theory props, this one will be talked about as much as Seth Rollins cashing in at WrestleMania. And the reason why is because we've always expected a world championship opportunity. And he didn't go that route. He went for the United States title. 
I'm going to tell you right now, Seth Rollins, the opportunity was golden, but I don't think that I would have cashed in for the U.S. title. I think I would have waited and had the opportunity to go for the world title. And right now, as we saw at Crown Jewel, there's a lot of people who very much are in that championship picture. No, definitely crowded at the top over at the E right now. And I'm going to kind of answer this question in a unique way and kind of turn it into a question of my own. Whether it was a good idea or not, I think we need to open up our eyes a little bit and, 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 and define the word bury. Okay. Let's define the word bury. Okay. Because even other superstars, <clears throat> Baron Corbin, decided to chime in and talk about being buried. I don't, excuse me. You're in the main event of the biggest show of the week. Okay. They let you be involved basically every single week. You got to do something that nobody's ever done before. And you worked one of the top guys in the business today in Seth Rollins for a championship. Can anybody in the world explain to me how that's being buried? Being buried is not being put on television, Skywalker. Being buried is not being given opportunities. Austin Theory has been on TV every single week for a year. So, yeah, maybe they didn't give him the belt, but does the kid really need it at this point? Does Seth Rollins even need it at this point? Not necessarily. So I think we need to take a moment and really redefine what the hell it means when people say buried because it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, Night Owl, I can agree with you there in the idea that Austin Theory has become one of the faces of Raw. And I'm just going to use a comparison here because, you know, my, my favorite comparison right now is anything to Sami Zayn. <laughs> that's that's a hard. Well, well, no, this, one, this one's easy for me. And the idea of where Sami Zayn is one of those, even though you might consider him to be a bad guy, the fact is Sami Zayn is eliciting a crowd reaction every time he comes to the ring. Austin Theory is eliciting a crowd reaction, albeit a different one, every time he comes to the ring. And do I think it was a good idea? Not really. But does, as, as you said, it's one of those where does he need that championship? No, he put everything he needed into it. But I can see Austin Theory, and this is my prediction, in the next 365 days, we see Austin Theory challenging for the World Heavyweight Championship on a regular basis. I can't guarantee he's going to win it, but I could definitely see him being in the regular main event championship picture in the next year. Oh, I'd love to hear that. Quick comment here from one of our loyal hosts, uh, Justin Waits, and I'll go ahead and read it off for you guys. Horrible idea. Theory could be a star. He is in trouble of being buried next to Ziggler, who just hovers around the company with no direction. There's a part two here. There's a part two here. It says they're not treating the first half hour like a big deal like they used to. They're having main event matches in the first two hours because they're not getting the viewership in the first half hour. Hmm, you want to try to chomp down on that one? What do you think? I think right now I could agree with with with, with Justin There's some to, truth a point, there. to a point. And the reason why is because I think – the fans are phasing out, not necessarily of the, but I think they're phasing out on the three-hour format. I think with SmackDown, two hours is about right on point. 
I think AEW's hitting it right on point. I think Impact's hitting it right on point. To me, I think that the idea of a three-hour broadcast as far as a regular weekly show, I think it's too much. I think you tune it back to two hours, and then this problem has gone away. I told you they're never doing that, bro. They're not turning down that money. Why do you always rehash this thing, Skywalker? I told your ass they're not going back. <laughs> well, I guess you're right. Going, they're going to add more programming. They well, got a show. They got main event that no one even watches, and they've been running that crap for 20 years. I mean, bro, they're going to keep adding it. I, I, I look at it this way. I think right now a lot of the, the viewership is going to continue to say three hours is too much. Again, I got to disagree, though, in the idea of Dolph Ziggler to me, and this is going to be a huge Apples and oranges, in my opinion. Yeah. I, well, I well, here, here's my view. Ziggler is a lot like Ric Flair to me. He can go out there and wrestle anybody oh, okay. and have a good match. About to say, careful with that comparison. <laughs> and it's one of those where I really think that theory is along those same lines. And like I say, we're looking here, uh, make sure we had talked about UUCW this Friday, uh, CSW on Saturday, Sunny Money's not there. Uh, was able to get to chat with us. Hopefully we'll see Sunny Money soon here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Uh, but I'm going to tell you right now. Well, oh, and salute! Just real quick, salute to you, Josh. Thank you uh, for the the embrace and the love and the the well wishes. Uh, it was great to see you guys out in the middle of uh, Wichita. An incredible show, man! Uh, pro wrestling in the Midwest, uh, down south, really everywhere is just continuing to grow and grow, man. You guys keep killing it over there at the I seventy Hot Tag Podcast. You guys are killing the effing game. One last rebuttal here from Justin Wade's prediction: If they push Theory, it's going to be the final. Uh, of Theory and Logan Paul in the Rumble. I swear, if it's these two guys as the last two people in the Rumble, I'm going to probably pull the rest of my hair out. It <laughs> might even be... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Right now, I got to throw it to you this way. We've heard rumors from several people, uh, Logan Paul p- potentially suffering a pretty major knee injury at Crown Jewel as well. So it may be changed a little bit. It might be Austin Theory and Jake Paul. Oh, well, we'll talk about Logan Paul shortly because we're going to have an extended high spot segment. Maybe we'll even bring some of these questions <clears throat> as long as he's open to it in our segment that's getting ready to start right now with Nigel Rabbit. On that note, Skywalker, I know you've been looking forward to this since the moment the announcement was made. That's <laughs> right. The governor is going to be joining us. Why don't you go ahead and take the solo and do the introduction that you have been so absolutely excited to do man the floor is yours all right well ladies and gentlemen of the Russell Top podcast you know this gentleman very well and i'm going to tell you right now there's a lot of people here on the Russell Top podcast that talk about wanting to travel the world well as part of the cauliflower alley club i have the opportunity to be the world traveler and i'm going to tell you right now this man and i didn't necessarily see eye to eye when we first got an opportunity to meet up at the Cauliflower Alley Club. But I'm going to tell you right now, while the night owl is going out and he's having one of the best times in the world, I had my own best time at the CAC, having an opportunity to sit at the great Oscar Steakhouse in the Plaza Hotel and sit down and have a lot of great food, had some great prime rib, had some king crab, and had the opportunity to talk wrestling and talk life with this man. He's a man who's an innovator inside and outside the ring. You give him a microphone, it turns to gold each and every time. He steps inside a professional wrestling ring. And again, it is our honor and privilege 
to have on our program here tonight. Once again, joining us on the Wrestle Talk podcast, a man who's known as an intellectual, an idol to many, and a true professional inside the world of professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the one, the only, the governor, Nigel Rabbit. There he is. And Nigel, we do have appropriate music as your people directed us to. So if you don't mind, give me the opportunity here before I get yelled at. Because the sun never sets on the rabbit empire. 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 And you know something, Night Owl? I'm going to wow. give a little bit of information here before we get too far along. As many of you know, and you can see over my shoulder, it's great flat that I had an opportunity to win at the Cauliflower Alley Club. There were several people giving me a round of applause. But this man right here, Nigel Rabbit, was giving me the opportunity, giving me a standing ovation for winning the award. And, Nigel, i got to tell you, if you're having the opportunity to go to Oscars with you and enjoy that great food and the great time that we had at the Cauliflower Alley Club, i got to say it's an honor and a privilege to have you on the program. And without question, tonight is going to be a great time because you and I are right here on the Talk Podcast talking to the great listeners of the Wrestle Talk Podcast family. Thank you so much, Luke. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this guest that you're, 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 you're amping up about. Uh, I'm really <laughs> excited to hear from this fella. This guy sounds really interesting. Uh, <laughs> that that might have been a bit, a bit gilding of the lily, uh, especially, uh, uh, you know, especially, you know, oh, my, if a microphone turned into gold every time I touched it, I wouldn't charge so much. Uh, and I just walk out with a, you know, a, a, you know, a pound or two of, of, of uh, you know, 24 carat in my pocket. Uh, but uh, no, it's great to be here on the Rus- uh, Wrestle Talk podcast once again, uh, despite the fact that uh, the night owl is still involved. Uh, what? You can't I'm even look at the my camera. Job here. I'm just doing my job, okay? Can I just do my job? Are you had an opportunity, Night Owl, to join us, but you wanted to go explore. And, again, that's where I got to really have an opportunity to sit down with Nigel Rabbit. And, again, I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk a lot about pro wrestling here tonight. And, and I'm going to tell you, Night Owl, I'm going to go ahead and throw things to you because I don't want you to be upset because of the fact that Nigel Rabbit is here to grace us with some of his time this evening, had an opportunity to enjoy an opportunity to speak with him, but I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor so you can have some time with Nigel Rabbit, the governor here tonight on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Okay, well, now that the pleasantries are all out of the way, let's get into some brass tacks. And some of it may be a little bit over the line, but you know what, Nigel? I don't think you're going to like me no matter what I ask you. So I'm just going to go ahead and proceed with my journalistic integrity. Okay, question number one. Right. You and I both question had the opportunity. Yeah. You and I both had the opportunity to sit at the CAC and listen to a lot of people talk, but there was one guy in particular that really hit home with me. We actually interviewed him two weeks ago, right here on the wrestle talk podcast. And his name was Mike Chisholm. And he brought so much incredible knowledge to the table, not only about professional wrestling, but about finances 
and professional wrestling that I, I absolutely had to make sure that I brought him to the show. Can you share with the folks some of the takeaways that you had listening to Mike and some of the other guest speakers that we saw that weekend at CAC? Well, I think one of the, 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 the big important things about Mike Chisholm's, uh, uh, I, I guess, learning series, it's hard to call call them seminars, uh, but but the, uh, the, the learning series that we got with Mike was – Actually, something everybody in all walks of life, not just professional wrestling, but professional wrestlers really, really need to pay attention to finances and how they make their finances work for them. Uh, or else they end up spending all of their time, uh, you know, juggling the, the two job. You have the day job and then you have uh, the professional wrestling and, and, you know, the hopes that you, you pin on that. And... and uh, when you when you when you have your focus split like that, it makes it very difficult to make some of the headway that you need to make. Uh, and uh, you know, Mike, not only talking about uh, doing things for financial savings, but doing things for financial planning. Uh, and uh, any time that anybody has an opportunity to listen to, listen to Mr. Chisholm, uh, or even uh, uh, my friend Todd Diamond, who uh, was. Uh, there with us he was very interested in what mike had to say and was actually right next to us uh Brittany and i just agreeing with uh mike almost every single step of the way um you know our, our financial planning and professional wrestling is something that uh, wrestlers managers uh anybody that is on the performance side can really benefit from but then the production people the the promoters these are all things that if we managed them correctly, we could focus on our passions, which is uh, professional wrestling and doing our uh, do, doing uh, our best to put forth the very best show every single opportunity that we have. Instead of you know I, I got to put in eight hours over here at a day job and then come home and try and find the energies to put into uh, to, to put into what I want to do uh, and. Yeah, you know, the, the the benefit right there just kind of speaks for itself. Um, but the uh, of the other speakers that were there, the only other one that I was terribly interested in, no offense to anybody, uh, was uh, uh, Sam Houston because I've known yeah. Sam uh, for cool, probably almost a decade now, um, and and Sam and I worked together uh, uh, quite extensively at uh, uh, or extensively at. Uh, Texoma Pro Wrestling for a number of years to the point where uh, last year when uh, Miss Outland and I uh, were at the Gold Coast and we were all set to uh, to, to, to have an evening of uh, fun, Sam walks by uh, with uh, his, his bride, stops, sees me, yells my name and rushes over to give me a hug. And to me, it's always been, this is Sam. He's my friend, uh, and, for, for, and, and you know, <laughs> Sam and I are talking, and, and and he walks off, and Miss Houghton just looks at me like this. You know Sam Houston? I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, no, yeah, Sam, yeah, Sam, Sam's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, um, babe, I, yeah, babe, I kind of got it going on. You might... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think I've ever strung those words together uh, in my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Sam's story is is uh, probably probably one of the most remarkable in professional wrestling. Uh, 
Hello, Joe. Uh, It's remarkable because of what he had to endure both as, you know, being the, the, the son of someone who was legendary and didn't want him involved in the business. And so he had all the tools to keep him away from the business. Uh, but then a, a, as more of, oh, let's just call them the antics, the antics uh, of, of Grizzly Smith became more widely known. Uh, he, he had to deal with those both as a young man and as an adult and how do you process and how do you discuss i mean you know they did they they, they did those uh, uh wrestling with shadows uh or no that's not what it was the the vice uh dark side of the ring wrestling dark with shadows side of the ring, right. that was such an amazing thank you dark side of the ring your wrestling with shadows was such a great documentary but the the uh, uh you know the dark side of the ring about uh, grizzly and all of that just uh, just remarkable <laughs> well you've already got people um, nominating I, you to take over i i guess you know, <laughs> right, and 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 I'm and I am laughing because I'm nowhere near organized enough to to take this from you. I pull this off, and I don't even know how to read. My son does the the that's the board behind. I mean, it's just you know I got to be honest. I, you know something, Nigel? Just, I'm, I'm gonna throw it at you right now. Any man that has the amount of Star Wars stuff you have behind you, I mean, again, being a fellow Star Wars guy, as you can see here, that right there instantly has about 50 points in my book. <laughs> And again, right now, as you can see, I've got my statue here. And again, it's one of those where if you have the opportunity. Whoa, there's have- more up there? Uh-huh. Are you kidding me right now? You show off? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, I, I, I do also, although it, it, it's not uh, anywhere near as regular uh, as, uh, uh, as the Wrestle Talk podcast, I do have my own Star Wars podcast entitled uh, Imperial Space that I do with Miss Houtland, uh, and our friend Case Cavanis. Uh, and, uh, uh, mostly what we do is we, we pop on to, uh, uh, you know, talk about the shows, uh, and, you know, then I complain about episode eight. Uh, uh and- <laughs> oh man. I can tell you right now, I am a happy camper right now. I genuinely am. It's like Nigel and I, again, this was one of those, we had our opportunity to speak at CAC. It's just like it's just continuing on and on and on. And I got to tell you right now, it is, it's great to have such a refreshing change of pace here on the program tonight. Um, Nigel, I, I do want to ask you here real quick. We were talking right before you came on the program about some of the current events going on in the world of professional wrestling. Yes. And I want to go ahead, if you're okay with it, I mean, considering how, how much of, of good friends we are, I can't necessarily speak for the Night Owl, but for myself and you, uh, I want to go ahead. I'm going to let Night Owl hit the randomizer so he doesn't have a little, a little tantrum. But let's go ahead and hit the randomizer, and let's pull up one more high spots question here tonight. Right now, go ahead and hit the button. Hopefully it'll uh, work. All right, let's go ahead and get it going, guys. Let's hit the randomizer and see what else pops up as far as the high spots topic. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, you gotta let it finish. No, you gotta let no, it finish. No, no, you're not allowed to steal audio effects from old Doctor Who. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> Doctor Who ripped us off. <laughs> oh, Doctor Doctor Who's been on air for sixty years. 
Put it this way, the preceding commentary was that of the night owl, Renee Martinez. No way, shape, or form of Luke Roberts. The question is out here on the randomizer. If you had the power of one Triple H, what direction would you have with the uh, recently returning Bray Wyatt? Oh, put that booger hat on, uh, Nigel. What do you got for us? I this is this is a bad question to ask me, and the reason why it's a bad question to ask me is because I felt that uh, uh, that the booking with uh, uh, Bray Wyatt and, and his his family and all, all, all of that just fell apart at the same time that. Uh, they decided, you know what, we, we, we really need to start splitting the shield up. We just had this incredible six-man tag, and, and I can't remember the last time, uh, except, you know, with the Wyatt family and, and, and the shield. I can't remember the last time we had a really solid six-man tag that everybody really enjoyed. Uh, and so I am very, very passionate uh, about the original incarnation uh, of Bray Wyatt and the Eater of Worlds and his I whole, uh, uh, you know, that 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 whole, um, oh, what was it? They were the Fireflies, uh, Cape the the Firefly, but the Cape Fear inspiration behind the character, and, and you, you gave him a a slight uh, uh, preternatural, supernatural uh, flex to him, uh, and, and you just it, it, it's those kinds of things that just makes uh it just makes everything that Wyatt was doing just incredible uh and so now because they uh because they dropped the ball with that so heavily in my opinion I, I really just want to go right back to that I mean obviously you you can't bring the the, the family back together um you know, because you know yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know the Rowan Redbeard is no longer there, uh, and um, you know uh, uh, Braun is is too busy uh, t- talking uh, on social media about how much he hates flippy floppy wrestling uh, and flippy floppy wrestlers. Um, but uh, you know, uh, I, I think that. That incarnation of Bray uh, is the most genuine and the most enjoyable. Uh, It's something that when you have a character that is that endearing and that diabolical at the same time. He was. uh, people, People fell for the character, not because he was a good guy, but because there was just... It was that the the cult of pre and and uh, the, the 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 way that Bray has performed this character very much like De Niro's performance in in uh, in Cape Fear that 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 cult of you you know you shouldn't hang around with a guy you know you shouldn't want to talk to him but man is he is he someone that you just kind of you just kind of fall in line with him. Uh, and, um, you know, I can't remember the last time that we had a villain in wrestling that was that kind of, we all knew he was evil, but we all wanted to go along on, on this ride that he was going to, to take us on. 
Uh, and little did we know that we were going to go into this tunnel and all the tunnel was going to be was the most uncomfortable parts of the boat ride for um, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's very fair. And you know what? It's so funny that you brought up Braun Strowman. <laughs> it's so funny that you brought up Braun Strowman because we had this comment a little bit earlier. So I'm going to ask to see if you can expand upon why is it that you deem it to be problematic to see Braun Strowman kind of poo-pooing one style of wrestling when he, he doesn't know much about it, clearly, just based on his style. And, and I think you have a unique perspective, Nigel, because you, you find yourself kind of in this, this in-between space where you, you work with a lot of young guys, but you're also old enough to have rubbed elbows with a lot of the vets. So you're like this tweener, you know what I mean? Right. This bridge, a beautiful, like Jericho in a sense, between the old school and the new school. So what do you what do you take from his comments and, and what do you see of, as far as negative or positive coming out of them? Well, all right. So b- before I, I say anything on that, I, I, I have to qualify. Um, Ray, uh, Braun Strowman is somewhere in, in professional wrestling that I and many other people aspire to be. All right. So uh, there's only so much of uh, criticism that I can extend to him that is worth anything other than everyone has an opinion uh, and, and they're like assholes and they all smell. <laughs> um, you know, uh, first and foremost, though, is is that Bray's never been an Indies guy. Bray was found in WWE, brought into the Performance Center, trained to be a WWE professional wrestler and given the spotlight in WWE to be this massive, impressive, incredible uh, force of nature style monster. Um, he, he's never, you know, he, he, prior to prior to his WWE termination, he had never had to worry about whether or not he was going to get stiffed by a promoter. He's never had to endure the hot dog and handshake uh, jokes, stereotypes, or anything like that. Um, he comes from a point of privilege. Uh, and in no way, shape, or form am I saying that, that, that there's anything wrong with that. I'd love to have that privilege. Now, um, you know, <clears throat> but, you know, in, 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 in the grand scheme of things, he's not been on the Indies for anything more than a cup of coffee. I mean, that his, his downtime well, uh, and his his work with control your narrative, that was that was not even I don't even think it was eight months. So, you know, he he had that time on the Indies, but he was still, you know, viewed by everyone as Braun Strowman. He could have you know come in and done anything, and and walked away with a substantial payday. These younger talents who you know. Are lighter of frame, uh, and you know, by that virtue, wrestle and work more athletically. Don't have the natural blessings that Braun Strowman had, uh, and, and so Braun, looking at his position and saying, uh, you, know, uh, "You know, we tore, tore the house down." And and these flippy floppy guys aren't anything, and they're garbage anyway. So don't even worry about it. Uh, to me, it, it, it speaks from a position of I don't I I don't understand 
what what anybody beneath my privilege has has had to endure. Um, well, and you know, for Braun again, because I've met the fellow. Uh, uh, I, you know, I I, I like uh, I, I like the man, uh, but but for Braun, I I never want him to have that experience. I never want him to to have to endure, uh, uh, you know, you know, having to to wonder, uh, you know, what he's going to do or how he, how is he going to do in professional wrestling. I'm very happy for him in the terms that he's returned to WWE, uh, but. You know, making making those comments uh, about uh, you know uh, about uh, you know the the uh, the cruiserweight, the light heavyweight, the high flyers, uh, the flippy floppers. Um, you know, it, it it just speaks from a you know, a position of don't don't none of these guys are going to be in a position to to touch the work that you're doing because you don't, you've never had to endure where they're going, where, where they're going or, or the paths they've had to take. Um, so maybe not take shots. Fair enough. I'd love to hear that. Well, I'm going to transition from that to something else. And by the way, we hear that you recently celebrated a birthday. Yes. So yes, I have right. to ask, how does, the governor, with all his wealth and prestige, celebrate a birthday. What do you do to celebrate your day? Uh, well, I mean, uh, because uh, because of the the state of everything in the world, we had a a very subdued celebration. Uh, we, we've had a there's also been a lot of bookings going on, and so we didn't want to try and uh, uh, set up anything um, you know, uh, too ornate with friends and whatnot. Uh, because you know, when you're involved in, in a business like wrestling, and you've got a lot of friends who are wrestlers, you, you got to make sure you pick your, your your dates and your times very very carefully for anything outside uh, of a standard uh, you know wrestling weekend, or else you know it ends up being you, your cat, uh, and your significant other, uh, and uh, you know a a crock pot of of uh, Velveeta cheese dip. <laughs> but um, uh, what what we did yesterday is uh, 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 the future Mrs. Rabbit and I went to uh, uh, Summer Moon, which is a, a um, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't necessarily say posh, but they think very well of themselves in terms of uh, how how they handle things. Uh, and we went over to them to have uh, some of their holiday themed coffees, uh, and then uh, we actually went to. Uh, uh, a, a local mall and walked around the mall for the day and just held hands and, and chatted and did a little bit of shopping. Uh, and then I had dinner with uh, mother and father rabbit at a, uh, uh, Brazilian Churisawa steakhouse. Wow. Uh, and gotta love that. And we're recovering. We're, we're recovering from, <laughs> uh, <laughs> from, from the gorging today. Do you have a favorite <laughs> cut of meat when you go to those places? Do you have your favorite? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I I tend to, uh, when it comes to the steak, I tend to lean toward, because we were at the uh, Fogo de Chao, uh, and uh, at Fogo, uh, I, I tend to lean towards their pequena, how special. Uh, their garlic pequena is also very nice. Uh, uh, the ribeye was uh, exquisite, uh, and uh, I, I am a tremendous 
probably uh, uh, to the point of almost unnecessary fan of uh, the uh, Parmesan encrusted uh, pork uh, and then just lamb chops. Oh yeah, no, and I probably, I probably could have stayed and and, and you know ate more, but I was told under no uncertain circumstances that if I was to rupture the, the the internal lining of my stomach, that there would be long conversations. And as I still had planned on enjoying uh, dessert, <laughs> I had to give it a rest. <laughs> Kudos to you for the discipline on that, Skywalker. <laughs> same question to you, man. What's your favorite cut of meat? Just out of curiosity. I got to tell you right now, um, I had an opportunity uh, this past weekend, let's say, talking about celebrating my anniversary. I, I, I'm a good ribeye guy. If you can give me a good ribeye steak, little little bit of seasoning. I'm not one of those over-the-top seasoning persons. A little bit of garlic salt, a little bit of pepper, uh, maybe a little bit. I know a lot of people kind of view it different way. A little bit of a barbecue slash steak sauce blend to go along with it. Just enough to say it's there to change the flavor palette a little bit. Definitely worth it. Uh, again, though, I'd have to say ribeye. But nobody, to me, can go wrong with a nice, good T-bone steak grilled, about medium, perfectly done, little dinner salad, little bit of a baked potato. And, and again, it would definitely be worthwhile to me. Well, I definitely hate to be that guy, but you're both wrong because the only correct answer is skirt steak. Carne asada, Mexican style, period, point blank. I will hear no arguments. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, I mean, you're, 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 you're horribly discounting all sorts of different kinds of cuisine. Uh, because I, I'll tell you right now, uh, we did uh, for, um, was it the 30th, uh, a friend of mine's birthday party. He had an exquisite skirt steak, beautifully seasoned. Um, the, the, the skirt steak, steak that he had was so lovely. They were charging something to the area of ten ninety nine a pound. That is when correct. chicken was just when the chicken was just four ninety nine a pound. So um, <laughs> you know, but um, uh, that depends on what kind of meal you're going for. Subjective, true, uh, true. I'll give you that. Now, Nigel, and um, yes. and I want to be respectful of your time. There was one other thing non-related to wrestling that I had to ask you about, and 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 I think uh, we take a lot of pride here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. A lot of great podcasts, but our ability to reach out beyond our region, not only nationally but internationally, is something that I've always been mm -hmm. pretty proud of. And since we have a man. Uh, of of Great Britain here with us, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you the effects of the passing of the Queen on the Rabbit household. What impact, or how could you explain that to a couple of two buck chucks here in the Midwest? What it means to lose somebody like that it, within your culture? Because I know that's something that I, I have a friend uh, who I work with. Uh, her name is Claire Hennessy, and she's from the UK, and she took the day off. It was that significant to her and her family uh, in the passing of the Queen. So it doesn't have to be anything too uh, too deep if you don't want it to be. But I'm curious, man, what is the perspective of, of a man uh, with that kind of heritage? Well, I, I, first, first and foremost, I, I want to state that I, I really feel that limiting it and, and limiting this perspective to just, you know, you're, you're a British fellow in America, you know, how does this affect the thing is is that this is the passing of a world leader who maintained their position 
as a world leader for uh, 70 plus years. There is no nation on earth currently that has ever had a world leader reign for that amount of time ever. No question. Uh, well, the, the, you know, uh, especially when you consider the fact that we're talking about the, this remarkable information age where now, you know, her majesty passed away and the world knew it immediately. Now, uh, you know, when, when, when her, her father passed this, this, you know, the news got out quickly, but didn't get out near as quickly as, like as it did. Yeah, no, no not I mean, like that. You, you, you would, you would have had a wildfire spread uh, more slowly uh, in in, in a, a gasoline soaked arid valley than the, the, than the news of Her Majesty passing. Um, you know, in, in terms of uh, what it means to the world. King Charles is largely an unknown entity, though. The you know, especially here in this country, uh, there's not been a lot of uh, following of of Charles and what Charles has been doing, uh, pretty much since uh, uh, Princess Di uh, divorced him, and and you know, uh, leading up to. His relationship with Camilla, and and then of course dies on timely passing. But most everybody focused on uh, focused on the boys and what was going on uh, with with the princes. Nobody nobody really worried too much about Charles, and and we've not heard much about what Charles might think want. Uh, you know, I I say it somewhat tongue in cheek, but yeah, I, I go at this juncture. I wouldn't put it past Charles any day now to take a look across the pond and, and see America and go. Mm, colonies seem to be in a right state. <laughs> wouldn't uh, wouldn't you think that perhaps they could do with the some regal guidance? Uh, and then all <laughs> of a sudden, you know, a, what what turns as a visit from a head of state uh, ends up being a a coup. I, you know, you never, wow. you, you, you now don't know what Charles uh, might or might not want to do because now a man who is now in his 70s has always been overshadowed uh, by his mother, the queen, in terms of, you know, head of state. Uh, what is what is he going to do to make sure that his name goes down in, in the history books? Uh, you know, King Charles III. Um, what, what, you know, I mean, everyone has accused, uh, former United States president, uh, you know, George W. Bush of wanting to, uh, step out from his father's shadow. And that was the reason why, you know, so many things that, uh, uh occurred during his administration happened. Um, so, so, you know, Charles is also on a shorter timeline. He's got 20 years to make history, uh, at most. Uh, because I can't see, uh, I can't see them doing. Uh, uh, one, uh, once senility hits Charles, I don't see them wanting to hang out because then, 
then reclaiming the colonies <laughs> may not be a joke made by Nigel Rabbit. It may actually be something that the world has to worry about. Um, the, the family here, though, was, uh, my, as a matter of fact, Mum and I were, were that morning, we're talking about uh, the fact that uh, she begged her mother to let her stay home from school so uh, that she could uh, either uh, try to go to the coronation or watch it on telly. Uh, and and what a, a, a big thing it was for her. Um, I, you know, the, the family family was not surprised because, you know, at, at her age, now, once once you start getting close to that triple digit, um, you, you stop thinking, you know, uh, of man, you know, it, it, you know, she, she's living a good long life, and start wondering how much time does she have left, um, and that's what my family was doing. So, uh, it, it was it was a sad thing to hear, but sad in the sense of it's sad to hear of anyone's loss of life. But it was not a, a sad thing in the sense of, you know, a, a tremendous tragedy. Um, she lived a, a, a remarkable life. She's seen, and when you stop me to think about all of the things that she's seen, just like simple audio-visual communication, when she was coronated, uh, when she was coronated, the, uh, the, the concept of what we're doing right now didn't even literally exist. Literally, this literally the stuff of science fiction didn't exist. Yep. Yeah. You you yeah. had you had it in in books by uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs and, uh, and and authors like that. You know, uh, um, you know, R you know, Roddenberry hadn't even come up with with his ideas of uh, of Star Trek at these points. So uh, she she has seen the world shift in change in ways that I mean so so absurdly alien um, now I, I would have loved to have heard her perspective on the changes that the world has gone through in her time uh, it's a pity that we never ask those kinds of questions though so very very true and and Skywalker, I haven't forgot about you. I know you want to sneak in here with one more question, but we are talking of kings and queens. So let's let's put you kind of up to the wall here. Let's pin you up and see if you can give us a list, Nigel, if you're able to. So there's been a lot of kings and a lot of queens of professional wrestling. So yeah. if you had to give us your top four, let's just say your Mount Rushmore of the four kings, anybody who's ever used the moniker king, uh, or played a king in the world of professional wrestling, we got an opportunity to see one of those guys at CAC. Jerry the King Lawler was there, and mm -hmm. he told us a story about, um, let's just say, a, a Catholic schoolgirl uh, <laughs> locker room incident, <laughs> which we will probably <laughs> fill you guys in on here before too long. We'll save yeah, that let's, for a let's, show. Let's, let's clarify that. That was more of a Catholic girls' school locker room incident. It did not directly affect 
any of the, the locker room of girls, the girls. Yes. of the school. True. Yeah, yeah. It was actually the guys <laughs> locker room and an all girl. Anyway, <laughs> we'll tell you that story some other time when we can provide yes. full context. Full context. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 not leave that hanging like that let's because not. Uh, somebody will clip that yeah. out and I'll be canceled tomorrow again. <laughs> You'll be canceled. They're going to go after Jerry on that one. They're going they'll, after just, Jerry. they'll just they'll use you as the whole. Well, this guy said you said it. That's right. Well, yeah, he was only in front of 500 people when he said it. But yeah. <laughs> so, give me your Mount Rushmore of the four kings, and if you want to throw queens in there, you're more than welcome to. In the history that you can recollect of professional wrestling, and then we'll throw it back to Skywalker. What do you got, Nigel? Who are the king of kings, uh, so to speak? Uh, Harley? Harley Race, um, King Haku, Randy Savage, uh, and Booker with a, uh, a a special nod because those are all kings. Uh, I'm not going to forget Her Majesty uh, uh, Queen Sherry Martell. Those are... Wow. Those are those are those are mine. Uh, and if anybody wants to argue about me putting a fifth head on uh, Rushmore, I'm just going to cite that I'm not from around these parts. <laughs> Skywalker, that's a hell of a uh, king, Mount Rushmore. Let me get yours and then jump on in here with your final question, man, so we can get uh, Nigel back to his tea. My mind's real simple. Again, I could agree with Nigel on three of the four. I could agree with King Harley Race. I can agree with Haku. I can agree with Randy Savage. But to me, hmm, I think I would go with the fourth, and and I think I'm going to go the opposite. I think I'm going to go with Queen Sherry being in the top four and the honorable mention going to Booker T. Very, very nice. I mean, it's hard to beat either one of those two. I don't think there's a wrong answer. What did you have for Nigel, man, before we start uh, trying to wrap this thing up? Well, I got to ask right now. I mean, again, we're getting close, kind of shifting gears a little bit. We're getting close to the holiday season. We're getting to the end of 2022. And, and Nigel, I'd be remiss to ask, looking back at the year 2022, I know you still got several events that are going to be taking place between now and the end of the year. What would you say has probably been your landmark moment of 2022? Landmark moment of 2022. Um. Yeah, 2022 has been very interesting uh, to, to me as a career because there have been a lot of hopeful and promising things that that have uh, that, that have uh, stepped uh, st- st- stepped up, stepped to uh, in, in my life that that have been like really ooh the promise of this and and, and what this holds is going to be really exciting and then it becomes why why is this exciting thing now a a dumpster aflame uh so um you know in in terms of in in terms of maybe finding a crowning moment out of all of those i don't I, I don't know. I've, there's, I, I can I can hit you with some of the highlights, but I don't know that I can I can drill down to just just one because there's been some the, the, there's been some really uh, remarkable and really very lovely things uh, that 
our, our promises for the future. Uh, but, uh, and with the exception of spending, uh, the, the 2023, uh, with, uh, with Miss Outland and, and, and doing uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of my, uh, growth in, in uh, ooh, uh, a lot of my growth in professional wrestling this year, uh, uh you know, is a, being a direct result of, of that relationship and that support. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I could pin down to any other thing outside of that. Um, you know, uh, but I've, I've been very blessed with uh, uh, my work with a Texas company here called Pele Pro. I've um, been, been very uh, blessed and excited about the things that we're doing there. Um, you know, uh, also in Texas uh, was, uh, was, was selected almost, almost a hand selection uh, my, uh, the owner of, uh, ultimate victory wrestling, uh, for, to, to be a part of the, uh, initial, uh, initial show launch. And, uh, he, he's still, uh, collating information and figuring out what he wants to do with that since the first show, but that was very exciting. Um, now, uh, the opportunity to work very, very extensively, uh, over the course of a, uh, you know, a, a week with the, uh, micro wrestling all-stars and, and, uh, building, uh, both personal and, uh, and professional relationships, uh, with those talented athletes was, uh, I, it, it really puts you into a, a very, very different perspective, uh, for, uh, micro wrestling, uh, and, uh, make, has made me very eager to be a part of more of those, uh, those, those kinds of events, whether it's, you know, helping out with the show, uh, in production backstage or whether it's, uh, you know, doing something, uh, like, uh, uh, announcing or, or, uh, uh, you know, in frontish, but not a key performer, um, helps to helps one understand, uh, all aspects of the business. Um, you know, uh, and I've I've had to actually to to segue into your next guest. Uh, I've I've had some very lovely experiences uh, working uh, uh, with uh, production and and ring crew type things with uh, 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 MLW and and uh, working with a lot of those uh, athletes. Uh, uh, Alex Alex actually being one of them. I, I had the opportunity to uh, sit and listen to him do some uh, uh, some pre-tape promo work uh, and uh, uh, you know, very, very humble, open uh, athlete, Alex. He was, well, he asked, uh, asked those of us sitting uh, in the room listening to him if we had any feedback uh, and listened to our feedback uh, and uh, tried to apply it uh, both uh, in that and in other promos that he was doing. So it was really very gratifying experience to have someone who was on uh, a, a main stage, uh, you know, uh, be humble enough to look at guys who are there looking for opportunities uh, and, and say, do you, do you guys, you know, what do you guys think? Do you guys have anything for me on this? Uh, and then to, to turn around and apply it. Um, you know, it's those kinds of things that help make, those of us who have been doing this, you know, for, for a minute, uh, 
feel like, you know, I mean, you know, we may not have, we may not have been able to open up the right door or open up the right window or create a door and walk through the door, but we're, you know, we're not hacks. You know, right. we, we know something about what we're doing. Uh, and our advice is not, uh, without value. At so, the very least, you're my, scratching my on that door. By the way, yeah, if, at the yeah. very least, you're scratching on that thing. Yes, for sure. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, so my, my, those my, are my highlights. Well, and I'm, and I'm sure that 2033 is going to bring just as many or more highlights for you. And, and I think I expected a different Nigel today. Everything between us has always been very combative, um, but you've been very open and forthright in your own right. So thank you for that. So I'm going to leave you with an opportunity <laughs> of a lifetime. Okay. You talked about Palais Pro, uh, your work with Travis Titan, I've seen you mm-hmm. at XWE, your work with Niles Plunk. The last 30 seconds or so that we have here in this segment, some of the people that you work with that you want to put a little bit of spotlight on here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, uh, whether they're veterans or new guys or anything in between, anybody you've managed or worked with that you're like, hey, keep an eye out for this guy, keep an eye out for this guy, keep an eye out for this guy, and please be sure to include any upcoming shows that you have. Nigel, floor is yours. All right. Well, first of all, I'm going to start throwing out some some of the companies because I, I, you know, in, in in talking about that, I didn't mention everybody that deserves to to uh, ha- have mention of them. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, I, I talked about Pele Pro. Also, want to talk about uh, Waco Association of Wrestling uh, and uh, Flip Moran, who does that, an amazing job. First year as a promoter, and he is already putting on some really incredible stuff. Uh, and I'm very blessed there. I'm working with uh, the Ray of Light, T. Ray Wofford, Exodus Prime, and Danny B. All incredible athletes. I'm very blessed to be working with them. Of course, up at XWE in Kansas, I'm working with the incomparable, the connoisseur, the vicious vintner, Niles Planquet. Uh, and as you mentioned, the real Travis Titan, the future of professional wrestling, one of the future tent poles. This young man is going to uphold professional wrestling, but also at Pele Pro, I'm blessed to be working with uh, Cam Cole and Angel Camacho. Uh, and you know, I'll even be genuine, uh, generous uh, and as occasionally standing across the ring from us, we have to deal with uh, one big fit. Uh, and that is an, an impressive uh, sized. Uh, a powerful and talented uh, young man. And that, that that's a real exciting thing when you find somebody across the uh, across the ring that sparks uh, some excitement and some interest. Uh, I do regular uh, commentary work with DFW All Pro and my uh, co-commentator, uh, Big Plo. Uh, and the students there, always young, hungry, ready for uh, anything. In, in terms of uh, uh, their thirst and hunger for knowledge, uh, of course, their uh, larger parent product, uh, VIP Wrestling. Also, uh, Mr. Plo and I uh, on commentary. Oh, and I can't forget this. Just recently started doing work uh, with Pro Wrestling Element out of uh, San Antonio. Very excited uh, to be uh, working with them. Uh, and I, I would be remiss if I did not say uh, the, everyone, please uh, check out Brittany Outland. You can find her on all social medias uh, at Look It's Brittany. That's B R I T T A N I. Uh, she has 
got an incredible mind for professional wrestling. Uh, she is an incredible announcer, uh, a, a fun and often uh, entertaining for uh, me to exasperate when we're sharing commentary duties together. Uh, but she's also the very first uh, promoter, female promoter in the history of this is uh, of the great state of Louisiana, uh, licensed and approved by the uh, Louisiana Commission. Uh, and so, uh, on top of all of her accolades, she's also uh, history, living history in this business. Um, I could go on if you just, you know, the problem. <laughs> well, by the way, she is a loose. tremendous fan. I want to say this, kudos uh, to your lady. I got a chance to stand next to her for the majority of that show that we went to after CAC. uh, And she was giving them the business. And you know somebody loves it when they they can do a commentator job. They can do a ring announce job. They could be a manager. They can run their own promotion. But when it's not theirs, they're still right there talking shit right next to your boy the night out all night long bro we had such a great time i I wish i could tell that story maybe we'll do that on your next visit man everything that we got to do that weekend we only scratched the surface of how much fun we had at this year's cac nigel so tell uh britney that that we appreciate and respect her and i was heartbroken by the way that she wasn't able to make it to the xwe show I mean, to the UUCW show, I really, really hope that when that comes back around, we get an opportunity to see you guys, man, because you guys, anytime I see any either of you guys on the poster, I know that show is going to freaking crush it, bro. Guaranteed, bar none, no excuses, man. So, celebrate. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you for your time. Roberts, uh, final thoughts here for Nigel. I got to tell you right now, this has been a blast to have Nigel Rabbit here on the program tonight. Uh, again, uh, thank you, first of all, for having the opportunity to come on the program, having an opportunity to speak with you at the CAC. And again, like you said, we're, we've scratched a lot of the surface. You are a proud member of the Wrestle Talk podcast family. And I'm going to tell you right now, we need, we just need to have one night, night out. I think we put it this way, just one night of just sitting and telling stories. And I think Nigel I would Rabbit, the governor, would be a great candidate for one of those opportunities we got several others as well but i definitely think when that night happens we're gonna have to have nigel rabbit back here on the program to be talking about some of the stories about the world of professional wrestling and why it's so enjoyable for all of us that are involved nigel final thoughts uh you know I, I, more than a, instead of a final thought i just want a little clarification night out part of the reason uh why why it's been Less of what we, you, what you and I have done when we've uh, had to uh, sit next to each other in commentary, <laughs> professionally. It, part of it is, is um, I, I, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was largely a lot of uh, what had gone on with 2020, uh, and I had a little bit of a mental and emotional uh, refocus. Um, if if people want to. Uh, if people want to see the, the, the character Nigel Rabbit and see what Nigel Rabbit is going to do, um, that, that's got to be on you know either a, a show or a, a company-based podcast, you know, like where we're, we're, we're trying to, to tell part of that story. Uh, that. But this is, this is you know, you, you, got, you, you brought me on here because you guys wanted to talk to me. Yes. Uh, and... Now, maybe maybe be a little bit nicer to to Renee and and, and you know <laughs> checks, it, uh, checks in the let mail. Let him understand that you know this is 
<laughs> you know, let, let him let him understand that that you know these kinds of things are appreciated. Um, you know, uh, anyway, also, yeah, I don't know about uh, some some of the other, but it it gets exhausting uh, to be a prick all the time. Okay. Uh, side note: and, Did and you know that can... when you came on last time, you ran the gimmick for almost forty minutes? Do you know you did that on one of your prior visits here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, bro? Uh, that is the, inhuman. The dropped out, so all I heard was, "Did you know on the last time that you were here?" Right, you ran the wrestled. gimmick for you ran the gimmick for forty minutes. Oh, wait, that's no, insane! That's insane, bro. That's yeah, I don't but, know how you do that shit. Like at some point, I'm like, "Hey, bro, I'm tired." <laughs> please, please, please make it make it stop. You know, and, and I'll be I'll be I'll be honest. Um, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, having having my future bride, uh, the future Mrs. Rabbit, uh, uh, you know, uh, has been a, a bit of a, let's say, an emotional mellowing uh, in, in terms of what I, I do in, in these things. It's, you know, because if people want the character and they want the performance of the character, they probably, I probably ought to, to make that something that people need to uh, uh, compensate me for. I agree. Um, you know, otherwise, you know, you're just going to get my wonderful, charming self. Uh, I'll and tell you what, you got a great anchor, humility. my friend. You got you a know, great, she, great anchor. I, you know, I, I can't, I can't put her over enough. Uh, I really can't. Um, <laughs> no you know, true, true, real quick, true story. She was doing a, uh, uh, she, she was just visiting at, at VI or uh, at DFW All Pro with me, uh, and. Uh, you know, she was sitting by the commentary booth with, you know, Big Plo and I. Uh, and at the end of the show, I went to go change. And while I was changing, uh, some of the students would come by and would chat with her. And she'd ask, do you want some, some feedback? And then she would proceed to give them feedback because she was taking notes the entire show. And would give these young kids, you know, hey, you know, maybe, you know, this, this was a good idea. You know, maybe capitalize it this way uh, and, and, you know, maybe not, you know, do this here, but instead flip it like this. Uh, and, you know, she, she's got such an incredible mind. She is such an asset to uh, any, any, I, I literally during the pandemic, we were watching a local company uh, do a, 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 a live broadcast of, of a empty studio show. And while we're watching that, she's telling me the things that she is seeing that are money and the things that she's seeing that can be done better and the things that she's seeing that shouldn't be done at all. And I'm just seeing her like this. Wow. That's what you want yeah, to have, she, man. No yeah, better no, tag team partner than, than a great female partner, man. I know every single one of us, including Alex Kane, that will be joining us in just a matter of minutes, would agree with that, man. You got the right woman with you, bro. The game, the game is shut down. We're gonna take over. Yeah. We're gonna keep dominating the game, and that's exactly what you're doing, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of a round of applause for the governor, Nigel Rabbit. Wow, sir. Wow, sir. Hey, thank you for being here. Don't be a stranger. And again, thank you for being a beloved member of the Wrestle Talk family, man. Really appreciate you, Nigel. Thank you, and and thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, uh, give Mr. Kane my love and tell that wanker not to put me in a full Nelson again. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, boss. You got it. <laughs>
Wow, Skywalker, Nigel freaking Rabbit. And guess what, bro? We're less than five minutes away from Alex Kane. And guess what? We got two and a half minutes for the CEO, two and a half minutes for Big Daddy P. They're going to kill me. But guess what? They were listening to that interview and understood when you got a guy like Nigel Rabbit on, you just let the man go. He is money start to finish. Thank you, Nigel. Thank you to the Rabbit Empire. Cannot wait to have that guy back on. What do you think, Skywalker? Most definitely. And again, I had to make sure I made my notes here. I got my notes for Alex Kane here in just a couple minutes. But I had to make sure, make a big note. No full Nelsons for Nigel Rabbit. That's and right. I got that down there <laughs> so we can talk about it in the next segment. But you know something, Night Owl? Like you said, we've got to talk about the world's premier fantasy wrestling group, the FWWC. We got snippets of truth. I know you got both these gentlemen ready to rock. That's right. So I'm going to go ahead and let you take care of the introduction and let's talk a little bit FWWC before we get to talk with Alex Kane here tonight on the Wrestle Talk podcast. That's right, baby. Boomaye in five minutes or so, guys. The interview that you all been waiting for. Well, the other interview you all been waiting for because a lot of people were excited about Nigel Rabbit doing big, big things, rude boy. But next, the one, the only, the CEO of the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC, ladies and gentlemen, CEO, the one, Mills. What up, what up, what up, what up? Pasa, que pasa, que pasa. Before you get going on your thing, and I do have something I want to share, bro, mm-hmm. I love the shirt. ACDC? Come on, bro. Yeah, come on, man. I see what you're doing over there, my guy. I'm I respect it. I'm a legit guy, brother. Same I respect it. <laughs> All right, let's get into business right now, baby. FWWC Crown Jewel is over. We're moving on to Friday Night Fights. Give it to yeah. us. There is a deal. We have less than three shows before FWWC Survivor Series. We're going to get more into that card this upcoming Thursday on the FWWC tonight. So I'm just putting things together, trying to keep everybody active, trying to keep everybody happy. So this Friday, we have two amazing matches on FWWC Friday Night Fights. Hardcore Hoss and Karma will be teaming up against the Hardcore Champion and Ace. And I'm not sure quite what's going on right there. This seems like a conglomeration. And every match that Hardcore, or should I say, every match that the Hardcore Champion is involved in is a Hardcore match. So this will be a Hardcore Tag Team match this Friday. Also, kind of strange bedfellows. We have the FWC Spartans Heart Champion teaming up with none other than the number one contender for that title, the Alpha versus Robert. Now, there's a little bit of meat and potatoes with this match, but since we ain't got a lot of time, I'm going to explain everything this Thursday on the FWWC tonight. 7.30, Live Sharp will be there, baby. Let's get it. That's my right. One last thing before you go, bro. The hair, the hair is on point, bro. Can you show us? Thanks, man. Yo, you got all tied up. I got, hey. you know, I was thinking about doing the same hairdo, but I didn't want to hey. copy you. You feel what I'm saying? So hey. I let you do it. <laughs> Shout out to CC the Barber. Shameless plug. Look her up on Facebook. Look her up, look her up on IG. She's been my hairstylist for the past three years, baby. Let's roll. Let's go. Dewan, thank you for being here, man. Love you, bro. And we will catch you on Thursday for the FWC tonight. You heard me? Yeah. Let's get it. Peace. All right, guys. Up next. Snippets of truth is still in full effect. We ain't done. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Oh, man. I don't think we're going to get Perry tonight. I thought he was coming back on. All right. Well, you know what? It's okay. It's all right. Because I'm going to take a second right now and, and say my own snippets of truth. So everybody knows that this year has been particularly hard for your compa, tu amigo, the night out. Uh, earlier this year, my wife lost her mother uh, to cancer uh, in her 50s. 
and then I lost my grandma. And it's all inspiring the amount of support and love that we got, not only from within La Familia, from within the family, but everybody within the professional wrestling world in that moment reach out to me personally and give me a word of encouragement, something positive to say. So as toxic as some of the stuff gets on social media and as crazy and as ununited as this country seems to be in this time, especially today, the day where people, everybody went to the polls and voted. I want to thank every single one, every single last one of you guys and let you know that you guys have restored my faith, not only in humanity, but in God himself, because knowing that that many people cared Skywalker, that that many people took the time to check in on your boy, to make sure that, you know, that I was doing all right, to make sure that I had everything that I needed. It just, like I said, man, restored my faith, not only humanity, but in God himself. So thank all of you guys. Thank you, Perry, for being here each and every week to remind us, to kind of bring us back to reality after we do all the fantasy stuff. It really is a humbling experience, man. I'm 38 years old, and I feel like every single day I'm learning something new. And, and to be embraced by the community that way and to feel the love that I felt throughout these difficult times, man, is something that is Nothing short of a miracle, my friend. And that extends itself to you, everybody else who helps host the Wrestle Talk podcast, the Wrestle Talk podcast fam, and all of our wonderful and illustrious guests that we have here. Bro, we got Alex Kane coming up in like 30 seconds. Is that even registering your mind, bro? We're talking about a man that has already been a world champion, and he's just getting started in the game, Skywalker, man. What else can I say, bro? What else can I say? I got to tell you right now, Night Owl, when we look at this interview – this is one of those interviews that we at the WrestleTalk podcast have always strived on bringing the best in professional wrestling. And I'm going to tell you right now, the reason why episode 416 has stood out to me, not just because of the governor, Nigel Rabbit, but also this interview with the suplex assassin, Alex Kane. We're going to have this here in moments. And I'm going to tell you right now, Night Owl, I was doing my research. I've been watching some footage. I've been watching some classic MLW. And I'm going to tell you right now, having an opportunity to sit down and kind of chat it up, pick this man's brain a little bit about the world of professional wrestling and the world in general. I got to tell you, I could not be, and again, it looks hard to see. It's, it's hard to be contain my excitement. So night out, I'm going to go ahead. I know he's been getting ready. We've been getting things taken care of. I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to you because you're the man with the introductions. You're the one that's going to take this interview basically take it and make sure that it's the best it can be. Ladies and gentlemen, the night owl, Renee Martinez, with the introduction of our second guest here tonight on the program. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and before I do that, I would be remiss if I once again didn't remind you, Royal Mills Transportation, Rathbun Engraving, Nobleman's Barber Lounge in Kansas City, Missouri, Kincade Arcade at the Oak Park Mall, Interstate 70 Sports Media, uh, Little Popeye Designs, hooking up, the brand new Wrestle Talk podcast tumblers, and of course the FWWC for always being here and supporting the Wrestle Talk podcast all the way through 416 episodes. Man, we got almost a thousand hours of content in the book, and guess what? We're still making history, ladies and gentlemen, because today, today is the day where the champ, a guy that to me is destined to be one of the greatest professional wrestlers of this era very early on in his career he captured the mlw open weight championship was this close 
to capturing the MLW Tag Team Champions if it wasn't for Calvin and his boy kind of, you know, doing what they did. My guy would be rocking the tag team straps right now. And guess what? Pro Wrestling Illustrated has already recognized the God. You feel me? And rumors say that 2023 is surely to be the year of the suplex assassin. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming in the one, the only, Bumaye, the suplex assassin, Alex Effin Kane. Uh, Yo, that was man. a lot of intensity. That was a lot of intensity. And all I almost lost my shit. Like, oh, 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 it's a banger. Yo, you did this? My uh, a friend of mine did. Ooh, real quick. The suplex assassin. All right, so Alex, right off the bat, dog, we can get into the NWL stuff. I know that's what everybody wants to talk about, but man, you're a creator, bro. What you do is different from what I've seen from anybody else. Where does that come from? Or is your family like musicians, artists? Like, where do you get this inspiration? Your look is different, your sound is different. Everything you do is just a little bit different. Where does that come from, bro? I got to know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I honestly, um, it probably does come from like my, my upbringing um, with my brothers and stuff. Um, a lot of what I do, as far as like talking and stuff, is like talking shit with them or whatever. <laughs> so I was always the one that like got like, torn to shreds with like jawning and stuff or whatever. I guess I learned over time that you got to get good at this. Um, and then like, actually funny enough, I don't know if you know who O'Shea Edwards is. Yes. But on, are you kidding me? Former guest of the Wrestle Talk podcast, man. Stop playing with me, man. <laughs> Come on, but, man. Um, he's, he's, uh, he's the one that, that actually kind of inspired my look a little bit, not like design wise, but just like, how I kind of put it all together. Cause that's the guy that I was asking questions. Cause before I put together the look, I was, I was the guy in the shooter singlet in the wrestling shoes, fucking people's days up. And now I have like a whole, you like, still kind of do that. You still I do, that do that still. Yeah, you do that. I do yeah. that still, but like now I look more official doing it. No doubt about it. Well, Skywalker, I know you want to jump in here, but I, you can see, man, this is my kind of guy. Like, when I talk to Alex Kane, you know, and I know you're younger than I am, but, you know, I, I have this uh, this connection. I grew up in South Florida, Trick Daddy, you know, that, that old 305 stuff. So hip-hop is kind of just speaks to me, man. Like, I'm, I'm a Latino, but I'm, I'm of the culture in a way. And, and I see the guys that helped you come along your business. I've heard you talk about A.R. Fox, and I've heard you talk about Shane and all that. So I'm curious, man, one of my favorite rivalries in history, I'm sure you've gone back and looked at it, was AR and Shane in Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Now I look at what you guys are doing. You got Cueto at MLW, who I hear is getting ready to kind of come back to the forefront. When you yeah. look at AR and everything he's gone through and Shane and everything he's gone through, man, do you see these guys as an inspiration to you and everything that you have coming up for you in your future, which is very, very bright? Uh, Fox is definitely an inspiration. Um, I mean – He's my, he's really my only trainer other than training. That's the Yoda right there. For a little (laughs) bit. But like, he is, he's definitely, um, he's definitely like accelerated my path in professional wrestling. Just, and that just, that's just a testament to how great of a trainer 
uh, and a coach that he is. Um, so yeah, it definitely uh, definitely gives me uh, great hope um, that I will also find great success. No doubt. Do you have any particular stories of training with him and, and maybe those difficult days, not the good days, you know, the days I'm talking about where you get up, you don't really want to go to the gym. You're not really feeling it. That's not the day. Anything in particular that you could point out that maybe he, he learned how to turn that gear or kind of push that button to keep you moving forward. Anything specific? Um, no, not really. Um, I, when I like in my first couple of weeks of training or whatever, I was always like super, super eager. Like I get to the building, good, um, I'd take, I'd put on all my gear and stuff and then I would get in the ring or whatever. And like Fox and like some of the other students, they'd be like chilling cause they had just got done working out. Um, so I'd be there like ready to fucking go. But, uh, yeah, I, I get it. You, you want this or whatever. Just get, just give me a second. Um, but I, I guess like one funny, well, it was extremely painful for me, but funny. <laughs> no, it's like, It'll be funny for us. <laughs> um, we were, he was teaching the guys how to dive. Um, and the thing with diving is you can't hesitate. Like you can't even really think about it. You just kind of got to go. Um, and this was the last time I ever did like an over the top rope, like tope or anything like that. So um, uh, they were uh, this one guy, um, his his dad would always come or whatever. He was a cop, um, but he would always come and like help out with like workouts and stuff like that. Um, and he, I was like, you know what? Look guys, you guys are scared of diving or whatever. Let me show you how it's done. So this man's like, Oh, I, okay. I'll catch you. I'll catch you. Um, so I go, I'm like, this, it's just as easy as this. I dive or whatever. And it was probably a great dive. I should have got it recorded. It probably looked great or whatever. Cause I got some distance. I dive. I do a flip or whatever, like, for, so from, like, here, and it kind of, like, flips like that, so my All back right. is going to hit the ground. All right. Um, and this man, he goes to get, catch me, and then I just hit. Just oh, like, no. <laughs> hey, I, hey I, think, I think we got a drop for that, Alex. I think you'll appreciate this. You ready? Yeah. I, I think you'll really, really like this. All right, here we go. Yes. One more time, guys. There we go. What was that? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Exactly. And yet his excuse for not catching me is, I didn't know you were going to do a flip. I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> Just get in the way, my guy. Get in the way and cut. But uh, that, that same dad's son, two, th- I think it was two or three years ago, put out a very uh, inappropriate TikTok. Um, no, forget fucking it. It was racist. Um, and now it all makes <laughs> this sense. Cast is wild out here. <laughs> now it all makes sense. It don't don't ah, I see. All right, well, Skywalker, you you see, man, Alex Kane is a guy that I've been a fan of for a while. I mean, when I reached out, I'll be honest, I was a little trepidatious. Some of the guys get to those companies, and, and you you never know what you're gonna get, man. We've been very very fortunate here on the Russell Talk Podcast Hall of Famers. We've had up and coming superstars. Josiah Williams, Plumbers from Martinez, whatever, and, and the, the legacy continues. But, Skywalker, I got to let you jump in here, man, because I know you've Hold been on, watching MLW. What, what, what? One, one second. CM Punk said it best. What is it? You know, people don't like CM Punk. CM Punk said it best. Even, even when you're famous in wrestling, and I'm not saying that I'm famous, but even when you're famous in wrestling, you're not famous. We're still, like, people. people. Yeah, we're entertainers. We do, we do our thing in the ring and stuff like that. But, like, I'm not about to 
big league anybody that wants to bring me onto their show to talk to me to listen to me speak yeah yeah i'm 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 cool let me tell you what what said that to me and then i'll throw it to skywalker i saw you very early on um grab that microphone and just based on how much experience you had i know it had to be hard and to go out there and be around some of the guys that you've had an opportunity to be in and to see the courage that you showed that day, I was like, there's got to be a certain level of humility to this individual to know, hey, I'm probably going to go out there and not sound the best, but this opportunity is too big to pass up. And I remember, bro, uh, when they gave you the microphone at Battle Riot, when you first showed up at Battle Riot 3, I could see the nerves, but the, the skill was there. The talent was there. The passion was there. And I'm like, you got to be humble to put yourself out there that early in your career and to know that you're probably going to fail a little bit. Mm-hmm. People are probably going to look at you crazy a little bit, but to still be willing to do that, that on a, not only shows courage to me, it shows humility. So that's why I took the shot and was like, yo, I'm going to hit up the suplex assassin to see what's up. And here we are. Yep. Here we are, man. Nervous wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Skywalker, what do you got, bro? Well, first of all, I got to say, Alex, it, it's for a man who's been around wrestling as long as I have been, to see the energy, to see the fire that you have, and see that humble nature, I can see why a lot of people say that 2023 is going to be the year of the suplex assassin. Not that 21 and 22 haven't been great for you. Um, I do want to take just a step back here, and I want to look at 2021. And, I mean, again, you're looking at it. You're just breaking into the PWI Top 500. And I want to talk to you about the Scenic City Invitational. Uh, tournament we've had several guests who have been a part of that tournament in the past and you made it all the way to the finals and and while you didn't win you had an opportunity to compete against uh several very accomplished professional wrestlers what did you take from being a part of the 2021 scenic city Invitational? um that how do i put this humbly that i'm that dude like i mean i know that john davis was in there and he's that dude but like to like be in there and to especially be in that finals with AC Mack, who's a former IWTV world champion, uh, De- Daniel Makabe, who's extremely, extremely uh, de- decorated and accomplished. And then Daniel Garcia, who's on television making millions of dollars, like to be in there with that, that cast and that group and to have dominated most of the match until they all, uh, so they all uh, connected the dots. Um, that, that was definitely a, that moment where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm actually really good at this and I can do this and I can hang with anybody. Well, like I said, I had an opportunity to see a little bit of that matchup and I got to agree. It's one of those where when they find the one that really is set in the tone, that's the one they always want to go after in those multi-man mm-hmm. matches. And again, even though you weren't victorious, I think it was an opportunity to really showcase your ability in the ring. Now I want to kind of, we could talk about the national open weight title. We could talk about your reign there, but I want to talk to you about somebody who you've had the opportunity to be across the ring from. And it's been somebody who's really been the talk of the wrestling world lately. Uh, you were in a six man matchup with El Hijo de Velkingo. Yeah. And, and I got to ask uh, you, it, it's, it's one of those where his name has been on the, on, on the lips of a lot of professional wrestling uh, media for many, many months now. Um, what can you tell us about your time in the ring during that matchup with such uh, an accomplished wrestler? Um, you know, uh, that man is a bullet, okay? That man is a bullet. There's a dive that I end up catching like toward the end of the match, is what actually makes me and Thomas leave the match because we were done with it. 
um, then like so like in in America like American wrestling like you'll see dives and stuff and they don't look like some a lot of times they don't look great. Um, sometimes they look cool, but a lot of times they don't look great. But this man, he he wasn't he didn't even come from full ring. He took a few steps and just bang. And I'm just a two. And I I think I think I kind of like missed him just by a little bit or whatever. Face hit the uh, the railing, but that is what it is. He was fine. I was fine. But uh, yeah, to definitely being to I guess kind of get that rub and being in there with him or whatever, and kind of seeing how smooth he is and how comfortable he is, and they really just be out there having a good fucking time. Um, That kind of let me know like. Like take like take it seriously, but don't take it like so seriously. You gotta have fun out there. Well, I can tell you right now. I mean, again, having the opportunity when you talk about that matchup, not only that, you had Laredo Kid, somebody who, myself being a regular follower of AAA, CMLL, a lot of the Lucha Libre style, having someone like that in that matchup is really just impressive in itself. Now. Nidal, I, I know I didn't get to clear this with you earlier, but I want to go ahead and jump into the National Open Weight Championship because there's two. Please, there's, a, please. there's a match that I want to talk about here, and it involves somebody who's been on the program before, but I got to say in 35-plus years of wrestling, I don't know how I would prepare for this defense of the Open Weight Championship. It was yourself versus ACH and Calvin Tankman. Mm-hmm. You have two wrestlers that can't be any more different in the professional wrestling spectrum. They've got so many different abilities. How do you go into a matchup like that? And what was your game plan going into such a high-profile matchup defending the National Open Week title? Um, isolate Calvin first. Um, I mean, definitely, <laughs> me and Calvin got beef. We probably still got beef now, um, even though he's on the back burner right now. Um, being in there, with, one, being there with ACH was just, that, all, of, all of that was cool. Um, but I didn't really have too many dealings with ACH. ACH was just kind of there or whatever. Have you heard the AC? Have you heard the ACH song, by the way? No, I haven't. Bro, are you serious right now? I have not heard it. Bro, write this down. Clear Soul Forces ACH. I I know the Clear Soul Forces. Bro, they have a song that they did for ACH. And the highlight tape is crazy. AR's in it. Uh, Shane is in it. Y'all, check it out. And you know I'm a real hip hop head. If I, you know, I know Clear Soul Forces. Yeah, I know you are. But bro, you got to check that. You you got to face ACH. That's my favorite wrestler. I'm gonna be honest. That's my favorite. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but yeah, the, the game plan was isolate Calvin, uh, try to take him out the picture, and then brutalize ACH. Um, and I think it works. <laughs> well, I mean, again, and, then, and then every time ACH felt like he had he had some kind of upper hand, take it from him. Uh, that is true. That is true. And like I said, I mean, again, we've had ACH in the program before. I got to tell you right now, from experience, having somebody like Calvin Tankman, I'm just going to tell you right now, I might as well just go ahead and say, here, here's the winner's share of the purse. I'm done because I don't know what it would take to to even combat somebody. The size of a Calvin Tankman. Now, Night Hold on. You punch him in the face. That's a right. Because he's tough. He ain't no bitch. He's tough. No, nah, no. Nah. Whatever. You get under you get under an armpit, you leverage. lock your hands, <laughs> you drop <laughs> your hips, and you pop your hips. That's what you do. That's right. There you go. There you go. That's that's the way to go. But I'm gonna tell you right now, Alex <laughs> Calvin. No, uh, to quote the old line from, I believe it was a promo many years ago, at my age, my feet don't leave the ground. 
So I mean, if, if I'm in the mix and I want your feet to leave the ground, you yeah, that's right. That is true. That is true. Uh, night, I want to go ahead and throw things back over to you. I know you got some questions for the Suplex Assassin right here on tonight's episode of the Wrestle Talk. I do, bro. And you know what's crazy? Like, I got a lot of wrestling questions, but I'm actually more interested in like the other side because we had Nigel on, who's who's a great professional, and then he's been highly successful. Him and his lady, I, you know, they they're doing big things all over the Midwest, but. Alex, what's on your Spotify top five playlist? What is the Suplex Assassin listening to day you in, know, day out as he continues to become a beast in the world of professional wrestling? What are you bumping? I don't you use Spotify. Well, well, you know oh, what I'm saying. Oh, you know what I'm saying, oh, bro. Use Spotify, Apple Music, um, whatever. You know what I'm I use saying. SoundCloud. Um, both of my theme songs will always be in the top. He- in heavy the top rotation. They're, they're they're dope. Um. My time, the Triple H theme is in heavy rotation. Hard to beat that. Um, uh, basic Thugonomics is in heavy rotation. Let's go. John Cena got bars. <laughs> yeah, he got bars. Um, and then uh, Last Memory by actually, I'm gonna add a six to that. Last Memory by Takeoff. Rest in peace, Takeoff. Let's go, um, man. And then um, uh, Talking to My Scale by Young Dolph. Rest in peace, Young Dolph. Let's go, man. What is wrong with all these brothers going out early, my guy? I don't understand it. Everybody, understand. people, I think it's 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 weird to me because it's like you you make the music to make it out of the situation that you're in, and then you go back into the situation. Like, I understand that it's habit, like, but it's it's wild to me. Like you get into that in, into that tax bracket, stay in that tax bracket. I think part of it is, and and not to get off on a tangent here, but I think these cats don't want to lose touch with yeah. reality. Everybody wants to be real. That's right, and their reality is a very harsh and 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 scary reality. Mm-hmm. So every time they get out and go back to the block, which if they don't go back to the block, then they ain't real. But yeah. every time they get out that that Bugatti or Lamborghini or Range Rover, whatever, every time they step out into the hood, I mean, what are you doing throwing dice with regular yeah. cats? I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know, bro. I don't got that kind of bread. I don't know what these guys are thinking, but what are you doing? Yeah, it, hey, bro, go back to regulators, bro. 1992, yeah. Warren G. What happened to Warren G? He showed up on the block. Cass was throwing dice. They stuck him up. Why? Because he's Warren G. Yep. I mean, come on, bro. They've been telling the same story since 1990, bro, or before that. It's crazy. But but for jumping from that thing to another, I heard you say in a previous interview from about 11 months ago, um, you said early on video games played a big part in your life, video games and music. Talk to us about some of your favorite retro video games and some of your current favorite video games if you still play. Um, Favorite video games, uh, definitely the Hitman series. Um, I love the fucking Hitman series. I played through, I got the little, um, what is it? The trilogy on uh, the Game Pass when I had Game Pass. And I played through the entire thing um, several times. Good storyline, too. Yeah, very, very good storyline. WrestleMania 2000, um, love that game. I, I like it more than No Mercy. I feel like No Mercy is unnecessarily hard. I agree. It's unnecessarily hard. You're offending Skywalker. Skywalker, what's the matter, bro? You good? Or? I, I, I got to say, to me, No Mercy was the one no. the one game to go. But, again, I'm one of those where, and I'm going to tell you right now, it might show my age, the game that's popping in my head right now, Tecmo Super Bowl. 
Come wow, on, yeah, man, you old. Bro, you old as hell. Yo, yeah. Jesus, Jesus signed your yearbook, right? Jesus uh-huh. signed his yearbook. Probably, probably he was sitting next to Moses. Um, nah, um, and then like another one is like Smack Don't Shut Your Mouth, which people don't give the give the credit to. Like, here comes the pain is cool and all. Here comes the pain is cool, but shut your mouth is that game. Wow, love it. All right, next question. In MLW, you've had an opportunity to work with a lot of great young talent, but also a lot of great veterans. Guys like Matt Cross, Davey Richards, which one of those guys have you gravitated to or maybe even learned a couple of tips or tricks from? I'm curious. Um, I I can't really say I've gravitated, gravitated towards either one or really not. Um, it's got to be a vet, right? Of, I guess as far as like guys that I've kind of gravitated toward, Hammerstone is one of those guys ah. um, in the locker room. He's just an overall just really, really cool guy. He's really, very, very honest. Um, Mads Kruger, um, in human in in human mind form or whatever. Um, I've known I've known him for years, um, and he's also been uh, a a huge influence for me. Um, and he's always honest, and uh, he's always with the critiques. Um, Jacob Fatu, just wow. all, again an all around cool dude, um, and he he's never with the bullshit. Um, I've picked, I guess I kind of picked up like, like timing and like structuring of matches and stuff from Davey Richards. Um, he's really, Team really Ambition. Shout out to Team he's Ambition, really, Camaro really Jackson, Tootie. All, Team Ambition is on fire right here in St. Louis, man. I got to give them their props. He, like, when it comes to crowd interaction, that man is <laughs> money. Money. Well, you got to beat his ass, though. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey. Oh, hold on, Night Owl. I want to go ahead and throw this at you because something I don't think you know about me, Night Owl, is I had an opportunity many, many years ago to be the third man in the ring for a match with Davey Richards. And I, I'm going to kind of kind of twist things here a little bit, so bear with me. All right. I've been an official for a Davey Richards match. When I know your first encounter with Davey Richards for that uh, MLW National Openweight title, you went to a 20-minute draw with the man. i got to ask you. After 20 match. minutes with Davey Richards, what does your body feel like after going through that kind of a battle with somebody that likes a Davey Richards? Uh, I mean, I, I, I think I was fine. Um, I, I'm used to taking punishment. Um, so I don't think I was fine. Uh, th- that match was the match where I was like, I got to step up. I got to step up my cardio because I would not here be we out go. here. <laughs> I would go. not be out here on television gas wrestling David Richards. <laughs> um, that that, that'll not be me. But that the match we had in New York, whoo, boy, that shit was fire. Mm-hmm. That shit was fire. Y'all got to see that. Definitely be seeing that. And I know a lot of the folks that are watching here tonight are big-time MLW fans. Skywalker, there's one thing that always surprises me about guys like Alex. Not not that he wouldn't be well-suited anywhere, but I think certain guys are destined to stand on their own. And and I would be remiss if I didn't ask about this. Bumaye Fight Club. You decided to step away a while ago from American Top Team and start your own thing, Loyal to the Soil. Talk to us about that movement. And some people watching here may not even know what that means. So talk to us about the Bumaye movement and, more importantly, the Bumaye Fight Club. Um, 
Yeah, the Bumaye means to finish him and kill him. Um, I had to watch as homework uh, for character study um, uh, the Muhammad Ali documentary. It's like four. It's in like four parts, and it kind of like goes and like goes through his career. Um, and that the Bumaye, they would chant Ali Bumaye um, during the uh, Rumble in the Jungle, um, the Republic of Congo, um, and like. I, I when I stepped away from American Top Team, it was kind of like I need something that like whether whether people want to hate me, whether they want to love me or whatever, I need something that can bring them all together. Um, and I believe Bumaye that Bumaye movement is that. Um, and it's kind of a way for me to also bring in guys who wouldn't necessarily be be on like MLW's radar or whatever, but like bring them in and like give them a chance. Like um, we did it in Atlanta, which will which will come out, and we also did it in Philly this last show. Um, but like we started doing like this Gracie train, Gracie fight train type deal. It's pretty dope. Um, and then I also have these uh, these counter cards or whatever. So when I'm chucking dudes in the ring, they're throwing up the cards, like going nuts and going crazy. Um, so like, and even that kind of like that kind of brings those those guys that I already know, but I don't know that that well or whatever. That brings us closer together. Um, so. Uh, like I, I always say, the Boomerang Fight Club is for the people, and when I mean we're, it's for the people, I mean it's for the people. So I, I gotta ask this though, man, and and, and I don't want to get personal. I don't want you to get upset with me, but I am a journalist at the end of the day. Why do you think Calvin didn't want nothing to do with it? I mean, it fit it fits him so well. It, it you know it, it's it's about the culture. It's about having that history and bringing it back. You know what I'm saying? And, and Will Smith did a tremendous job, but there's been so many awesome documentaries about Muhammad Ali and that movement. Why do you think Calvin's not with it, bro? What's the energy there? I don't understand. Y'all extended a very polite invitation, he and he, he very rudely rejected it. I think Calvin thought that he was bigger than any team. He didn't need a team. Wow. Um, what I'm learning now uh, from my interaction with Calvin is he's not the brightest fellow. He's not the <laughs> brightest fellow. Um, he's got EJ over there, his tag team partner. The man wears a Rolex that was given to him by Caesar Duran. And he's not questioning this. He doesn't, he's not, he's not having this conversation with old EJ Finance over there. All that story. Um, huh? he, um, so mm -hmm. he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. So, so are, are you going to give us the answer here though? Are, a lot of questions have been asked about who's funding the Boomerang I will not movement. be giving that question. Um, you will know when you need to know and okay. when you need to know it's not right now. Okay. And, and I do want to remind everybody that the suplex assassin said that Calvin is not very bright. So for that reason, one more, one more, one more, one more, please, 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 bro. One more. Calvin, aside, I've heard a lot of people talking about, oh, he kind of looks like Big E. Uh, he kind of da 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 I'm shutting it down right away because I'm like, if you're saying that you haven't seen a man work. But to me, there is a guy you look like. And, and, and I'm going to say this with utmost repeat. Don't be mad at me. I think you'll actually take this as a compliment. For me, you are the pro wrestling version of Tyreek Hill. I'll take it. Dude, and he, it, dude, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I My heart broke when he left here. But then, mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to be all right. You know, we got Pat Mahomes or whatever. So here's my question to you What football player is 
Alex is the Alex Kane of the NFL, past, present, or future. If you had to compare yourself to one guy in football history, I know you're from Georgia, so I know you know your football. Who would you compare yourself to if you had to compare yourself to any football player? Because we were talking about the XFL and the NFL earlier on in the show. Brian Dawkins. Ooh, B. Diddy. Philadelphia Eagles, one of the hardest-hitting safeties of all time. Why so? Why so? Um, because I've taken – I, I've t- I've taken aspects of him and added them to Alex Kane, so it's kind it kind of it's kind of like in like a circle or whatever. Well, not technically a circle or whatever <laughs> of give and take because he doesn't play sports anymore. Right. But like he, I caught wind of him in high school, and I just loved how intense he is. Um, and I'm and I'm getting I'm getting to the point where I have where I'm where I can have that same intensity and manage it. Um, but I would love to be able to be as intense as he is. But um, yeah, definitely. And pe- people him. always put over the Ray Lewis intro dance. I think bro, that the Brian the Dawkins intro dance is so horrible. Come all on. fours out the fucking smoke. Oh, bro. Um, they would always put the edit that he had, like the red eyes with right the dark visor, bro. Like, this guy. This guy knows his shit. <laughs> this guy knows I, his shit. I, I listened to I so like there's like two hype videos on YouTube that I was listening to. One's Adrenaline Rush, and it's just fucking Brian Dawkins like pregame speeches and shit like that. Oh, um, my chill going. And then there's another one um, called Weapon X, where again it's like people talking about like how Brian Dawkins is one Brian Dawkins, but then two, he's the Wolverine. He's Weapon X or whatever. So, like, I listen to both of those before before any match I I have. Got my... Got my skin right now tingling as we talk about, bro. Skywalker, man, I'm so sorry about that too, man. I just I didn't want to lose my momentum, man. What do you got, bro? Well, I got to tell you right now, I want to I want to change gears, but you took the NFL spin on things. I want to look at something else here. There is only one suplex assassin, Alex King. Yeah, there, 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 there's no, there's nobody that compares to you inside the ring. But I'm going to ask you kind of a similar question to the night out. If you were going to look at the opportunity, past, present, future, to wrestle the individual that you felt was the most like you, who would it be and why? The most like me. I don't know if that exists. I'm one of one. I don't know. That that is true. You know, one, and again, I've got some that would be uh, popping into my head. One match I would love to see would have been the idea back in the day of seeing you, and there's two. I would like to see you wrestle Dynamite Kid. That would be fun. Wow, okay. And the other one, and this one's going to be a throwback, Billy Robinson. How about about Dean Malenko? That would be fire. Oh, here we go. See what I'm saying? Now, now, now the night owl's taking his, his his wheels are turning here. Well, you know something, Alex. I want to. I, I know a lot of people have been talking about other wrestlers in 2022, but I got to ask you right now. Looking back, and I did my history. I did my homework. Um, looking at things here and going back here, I got to make sure I don't mess up the numbers. Uh, number 86 this year in the PWI 500. Let's go. You're, you're now in the double digits. I got to ask you. What does 2023 hold for you? I don't want you to tip your hat because I know there's a lot of things going on. What do you see happening in 2023 for the Suplex Assassin? More gold, um, whether that be an MOW or the Independence. 
um, reaching new heights, um, definitely getting higher on the PWI, um, grow, expanding the Boom My Fight Club because I'm always looking to expand, um, and complete and utter domination of MLW. Like Hammerstone always loves to say and run around this motherfucker talking about how it's his house, it's his show. I don't give a fuck if you got the world title, dog. I run this. I run this. When we're in these arenas and stuff, they're not chanting Hammerstone or doing your little stupid hand thing or or singing your fucking song. They're not. They're singing my song and they're chanting Boo My Yay. Yes. Yo, I can insult them, insult <laughs> them like I do, insult them. They love you, bro. And they still come back around to cheer me. So I want to talk, I want to hear you talk about you the face or this is your house or any of that nonsense. Like, if you need that, to, if you need to say that to prop yourself up when you when you wrestle Fatu again and he waxes that ass, cool. Ooh. Um, but uh, don't, don't be out here uh, speaking. Uh, 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 false falsities or whatever when it comes to MLW. That's my house. Wow. Well, I, got, I, got, I got to throw one more out here, Night Owl. And you mentioned the two of them that many people have talked about. If you had to face them, which one would you rather face? Hammerstone or Fatu? I've already faced Hammerstone. Um, I... Is, is there a belt on the line, or this is just a match? Uh, let, let's say you're, it's for the top prize. Let's say it's for the MLW heavyweight title. Fatu. Got to be Fatu, bro. Come on, man. <clears throat> Come on, man. There hasn't would, been a champion consider, like that. Would you consider Fatu to be the measuring stick of MLW? Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, hold on a second. Wait, wait. Listen, we're having a lot a lot of fun here, and we got to get into the game show challenge in a minute. Hopefully you'll want to uh, join us for that, Alex. But I do have a bone to pick with you, okay? Because I love I love the energy. I love the aggression. But, bro, why you got to do that to Charlie Cruel? Why you got to take that uh, little girl and toss her? I mean, bro, how much? I mean, I get it. it, it man's got to eat. Man's got to keep the fit. You know, you got to get the custom gear out, which, by the way, we will be giving one lucky listener today a brand new Suplex Assassin hoodie for the season and for the culture. But, bro, why you got to do that to Charlie Cruel? Why did Look, you do that to that uh, young lady? She's a former guest of the show, and I think she deserved better than that, man. What the uh, hell is going well, on there? Um, a man by the name of Chad French, uh, who booked Podcade, was like, I want you to murder Charlie. So that's what I did. <laughs> he, pay, he, he, he handed me the envelope. I went in and I and I did what it I did what it does, you know. Uh, and she was trying to like play games and stuff, and I wasn't with that at that time, so I had to go ahead and like take her off the map, uh, as they say, as the kids say, take her off the map. Um, uh, so uh, so I didn't have to worry about her playing with her or eating damn pop tarts. And I do believe we got a drop for that. <laughs> do that to me. Man, what's wrong with you? And I do it again. <laughs> You're a sick man. <laughs> oh, well, you know something, Night Owl? You were talking about it earlier. The Suplex Assassin's been talking about how MLW is his house. Well, Alex, I'm going to let you on a little secret. Every week here as a part of the Russell Talk Podcast, we have what's called the world-famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, you talk about MLW being your house. Well, the Night Owl and our little – our little planning meeting that we had earlier this week made it a point to make the comment that the WrestleTalk podcast game show challenge is his house. 
And I'm going to tell you right now. By the way, Florida versus Georgia tonight right here on the WrestleTalk podcast. Let's do work. Okay, well, we'll, we'll give you an idea what it's going to be here just before I think you defeat the Night Owl three straight. Shut up, Robert. It's it's it's, it's a best two out of three based on a professional wrestling topic. I don't tell you. I don't tell the Night Owl prior to the game show challenge. Are you up to the challenge tonight, Alex? I guess I'll give it a shot. All right, Night Owl, are you ready? I mean, I did smoke before the show, so I'm not sure this is going to go well, but I'll try my best. All righty. Well, let's, let's go ahead and hit that music for tonight's installment of the World Famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Yeah, I think we got some new music too. Isn't that we exciting? Might, we might have new music this let's week. Let's do it, baby. Take it away, Roberts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls and will feature the suplex assassin Alex Kane and the night owl Renee Martinez. Gentlemen, in a few moments, I will be giving you information about three famous professional wrestlers. When you think you know the answer to the question, shout out your answer. The first one to get two out of three answers correct will win tonight's WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Now, in honor of tonight's guest, tonight's WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge category is MLW Championship History. All three of these individuals have held championships in MLW. Night Owl, are you ready? Bro, what you mean, bro? This the the whole thing is about MLW, a company that this guy over here works for. The, why is it this conversation it doesn't about tacos? Make me a historian. It doesn't matter, but you were. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Got him. This is Got him. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, man. I'm ready. I'm not backing down. Let's do it. All right. Well, here we go, gentlemen. Question number one: This individual has held championships in WCW and the WWF. In addition to being the first MLW World Heavyweight Champion, he is also known for throwing down the NWA World Championship. Name him. First ever MLW Champion? Dusty. Why do I not know that? Is it Dusty? Once again... Held championships in the WCW and the WWF. Couldn't be. He was a former NWA world champion who threw down the title and is the first MLW world heavyweight champion. He is also a former ECW television and world champion. Couldn't be Taz, right? No. No? No, he was never in MLW. ECW, WCW. He was also known. Oh, go, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. He was also known for being a tag team champion in the WCW with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He was also known for being a partner in the Dynamic Dudes with Johnny Ace. Bro, that's you. You date me, dog. Bro, we come on, man. I'm in my thirties. What are you doing to me right now, <laughs> Skywalker? Uh... 
Skywalker going back into the old dusty, crusty history book, man. Are you both giving in? No, give us one more clue. Give us a okay. real clue. This man was known as a part of the triple threat in ECW. Bro, I did not watch ECW like Come that. Come on, dog. man. I was in the crib at the time. <laughs> Come on, Skywalker. You may give you another one? Yeah, one more. Oh, one man. more clue? He was known for a teacher persona before Matt Stryker. Fuck. What the hell? I have no idea. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to give up? Uh, no! Yeah, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Just give it to us. The franchise, Shane Douglas. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. I follow Shane Douglas. I follow Shane Douglas. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and move on to our new question number one. <laughs> this individual is known as the first MLW middleweight champion. You can now Will you catch stop him. that? You can now catch him on AEW preparing to face John Moxley for the world title. Name him. Uh MJF. That is correct, Night Owl. I did not even know that. One to nothing for the Night Owl. <laughs> Now let's move on to well, our new. He's like, you don't know the history. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm tripping right now. <laughs> Number two. Here is your question. This individual is known for being a former MLW World Heavyweight Champion. He has competed in AEW. And has won championship gold in the tag division. He has held championship gold in the WWE. Does it swerve? That is correct. Damn it! It's one fall apiece, Swerve or Shane Strickland. We were just I would talking about one. Swerve earlier, man. We were just talking about Swerve. Well, gentlemen, at this point, just like any great classic wrestling match, it's one fall apiece. We're now to the third and deciding fall. Mr. Suplex Assassin, are you ready for the final question? I think so. Night Owl, are you ready? I'm not so sure anymore, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's see what you got. All right. This individual has competed. What's up, Dean? In Impact Wrestling, the WWE, and MLW. They are a former knockouts champion. They are the current MLW. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of tonight's WrestleTalk podcast game show challenge, as I predicted, is the suplex assassin, Alex Kane. I'm getting my cheese car right now. (laughs) Wow, congratulations. Congratulations. I demand a recount. And by the way, Skywalker, you said I was going to get swept. So eat that. I might have lost, but I as didn't long, get swept. Hey, as long as you don't rush Skywalker's house, we're good. No, I don't know. I ain't going to St. Louis, bro. I ain't trying to get shot. You crazy. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, you know, Night Owl, I'm going to put it this way. Alex Kane still got the W. 
He is a former MLW National Open Weight Champion. He's going to hold championship gold again in 2023. And I have a sneaking suspicion that if somebody throughout this country and throughout this planet gave him an opportunity in 2022, as he said earlier on, I think he would be carrying a large amount of hardware before we end the year 2022, let alone 2023. Totally agree. Alex, I got to ask you this last question. So obviously you've got your commitments up uh, at the upper Northeast. Are you ready and willing to travel throughout the United States and beyond to continue to expand your, your resume in the pro wrestling world? Cause it, it sounds to me like that's exactly what you're trying to do. Oh, hell yeah. As long as the money's right. I'm not going to go and travel <laughs> to 17 hours for 20 bucks, but yeah, definitely. If the money's right. Definitely, I'm, I'm down to wrestle anybody and everywhere. I love to hear that. And then my very, very last question is, we all have roots. We all have origins. I know you hail from Georgia. Uh, what motivates you to continue to pursue your dreams? Is it your wife? Is it girlfriend, mom, brother, sisters? Is it a combination of all those? Who are the people in your life that really motivate you to keep moving forward with an already outstanding career? I'm curious. By the way, I love the Billy Stark shirt. Yes. Love that. guest of the show. Yeah, that's right. Um Definitely my wife. Um, she's extremely supportive um, and loving. Um, hell, she actually made me a singlet. Um, uh, it's like vinyl letters, so it'll come off easy. Yo, does she ever I, ask you to wear it after hours? Uh, no. She hey. Hasn't, she hasn't <laughs> um, she's, she's like my number one support. Um, and then other than that, like my brothers, um, my sister is, is, is a big one. Um and then, like, little, like, kid me who, like, wanted uh, – this might get a little dark. Um, <laughs> when people say wrestling's, like, saved your saved my life, like, it really – like, it really did. Like, um, I got bullied a lot growing up, um, and, like, I, I didn't feel loved at home. I didn't feel loved by, by the environment around me or whatever, and I – I had the belt like around my neck. Um, and, and I was like, I think I was like six, which is wild. Um, but I was like, no, we, we, we're, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. I, if, if I do this, then I can't live out my professional wrestling dream and that, and I'm going to do that. Um, so like it really did save my life. Um, so, yeah, little kid, little kid Alex. Um, the he he keeps me going. Yeah, and by the way, guys, down at the bottom of the street, uh, at, at of the stream, I should say, uh, National Suicide Prevention Hotline. I know you guys know that we share that every single week. Uh, I lost my little homie. Uh, he was 15 years old. I was 18 years old. Little Richie, uh, back in uh, 20 uh, was it 2009. Uh, and that's that's exactly what happened to him where you were in that moment he didn't stop himself bro so i'm glad you found wrestling i'm glad that your family uh the ones that support you were there for you and just know that as of today you're officially a member of the wrestle talk family so if there's anything you need or want or anything that we can do to support you on any level man i just reach out to me directly reach out to skywalker um we're humbled by the opportunity to interview you bro and, and hopefully two three years down the road when you're in Saudi Arabia or wherever the hell you're going to be killing it, headlining and shit like that, you won't forget about little old WrestleTalk oh, podcast, gosh. man. I'll never forget about you guys. So let me tell you, man, it's been an honor and a pleasure for us both. So, again, welcome in as the newest member of the WrestleTalk podcast, bro. We really appreciate you. 
thank you for having me. Thank you for welcoming me into your family. Um, and no matter how big Alex can gets, I'll never forget the people who uh, gave me a platform and uh, and wanted to listen to me talk. So let's go, Buma! Yay, baby! Skywalker, final thoughts, baby. I gotta tell you right now, this has been one of those. I said at the top of the at the top of the interview, this has been one of the most enjoyable interviews in, in, that I've had in in many many years. Alex, your your energy just radiates through the screen, and again, the energy that you've shown in your professional wrestling career motivates guys like me who've been around wrestling like you like you since a little kid motivates me to continue moving forward and i gotta tell you the sky's the limit for somebody not only with your in-ring ability but with your humble nature your heart your attitude of wanting to be better and i gotta tell you right now i really am looking forward to great things from you in the future and of course i am gonna have to give the shout out again a billy Stark shirt right here on the wrestle talk podcast shows this man right here represents everything professional wrestling man of the people on that note ladies and gentlemen that brings us to the end of episode 416 alex kane nigel rabid two of the very best in their profession at what they do and we ain't done yet because 2022 ain't over uh suplex assassin one last thing before you go man where can people see you in action next and how do they follow you on socials um i will be at iwc um on saturday in north carolina uh clyde north carolina um, and then I will be making my debut for Modern Age Grappling on Sunday, uh, the 13th. Um, I believe I'm wrestling Derek Neal. Um, so it'll be an interesting challenge for me being Modern Age Grappling. Um, it's an opportunity that I've wanted for a while. Derek um, Neal? Yep, Watch Derek out for that leather strap. Watch oh, yeah, I know. That. I'm going to tell you right now, that, that that Kentucky boy, he is nasty. I'm going to tell he you right now. Very, I've wrestled him before. Um uh, so I'm definitely excited that excited for that. Get get those get those Jonathan Gresham eyes on me. Um, uh, he's very, I, I respect him a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, as of this week, that's where I'm at. Love to hear it. Well, thank you so much for being here, Lou Skywalker Roberts. I'm the Night Owl, and it's only appropriate that we close this out one way, baby. At the end of the day, if you got a problem with that, then you got a problem with the Suplex Assassin. The mission submission. Boom a 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 I'm a suplex assassin. Yeah, Alex Kane put in work. You gon' end up in the dirt. Catch a check up on the first. By the suplexing on the earth. Yeah, Alex Kane put in work. You gon' end up in the dirt. Catch a check up on the first. By the suplexing on the earth. I got that boom, I yeah. I've been suplexing.